0: LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen.
1: Morning. Shocked. Horrified. Disgusted, almost. The news from Tom Daly that Splash is coming back again next year. The worst programme ever on television. I was horrified. Somebody phoned me yesterday and said, Tom Daly's Splash is... Uh, it's coming back. Oh, God, more substandard celebrities throwing themselves off the top of the diving board. The only way that programme could be interesting is if they took the water out of the pool and they just dived from the top board. That would make it marginally more entertaining for me. Anyway, apart from that, are you well? I'm in two minds over Tom Daly. To all three. Could be three minds. Why is it that people feel the need to come out? Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of Tom Daly. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's a great role model for people. You want to read some of the garbage, though, that's been written on the, uh, you know, the homophobes have come out. They're not really. They're just a few people who've got mental illnesses. And they thought they'd jump on about. One of them, I think, said, oh, you can have this conversion therapy in America. You know, they have these crackpots over there who think that if you pray to the Lord Jesus, he can sort of make you ungay, apparently. So that one I can't wait for. And they, and they, and they put various people up there. And you can tell they're Mary's. They sit there with their little moustaches, you know, and they sort of they've dragged out some poor woman from the church, and they go, "This is my girlfriend." You think, "No, it's not. That's somebody to share a wardrobe with." So Tom Daly comes out. He's been out to a, a nightclub called Zeros in Portsmouth. We—I thought it was in London. I'd never even heard of it before, so we had to check it out. Discovered it was a, a gay club in Portsmouth. He's got lots of gay friends, and nobody was at all surprised. <laughs> nobody was at all surprised. Why? Why it should make any difference? I have no. Idea. No idea. I mean, anybody who really goes, oh, I think that's awful, that's this and that, you know, needs to go out and get themselves a life, I'm afraid, because uh, it's no big deal. There's loads of sports. It seems to at the moment, it seems to be the in vogue. I'm just waiting for half the team this morning to sort of stand up and be counted, you know. Hello, Steve, we are heterosexual. Hear us roar. You know, and I was, well, one of them anyway. Um, I'm not sure we could actually both say that this morning. So <laughs> it should be interesting. I mean, it'd be funny, isn't it? All of a sudden, people sort of gather momentum. And they feel that they have to come out. And they, ha- and they feel they have to tell you about it. Which you don't get people coming out going, Hello, my name is Steve. I'm heterosexual. And people go, No! That is so awful to publicly declare it. Unbelievable. Thank you for the Christmas cards. They have started dribbling in. I don't want to make a big fuss about it, but every year we have a bit of a competition with the other programs. We don't really, I just make that up because nobody else gets any cards. And I get I get quite a few cards and so I'm trying to fill up the window ledge with the card because there's nobody to put cards. You know, it's at home I have sticky strips on the on the wall. Well I say it's damp, it's damp, okay. And I just sort of stick the card to the wall. But very exciting today. Very, very exciting. I'm not sure I could even tell you about this. It's so exciting. (laughs) in the fact that uh, one of my neighbours Lynn, from wilshweales she entered a competition she's uh, she she goes to to watch harlequins play the rugby team and so this evening at 6:15 because she won the competition what do you think she's won we have six burly rugby players coming round to sing us christmas carols at 6:15 this evening and they're going to film it for some, whatever so i mean well, of course, by the course of that time it might be three sheets to the wind There'd be no point in singing anything to me hark the hero <laughs> And so we're going to have six rugby players coming around singing Christmas Carols. We don't know where to put them because they're quite big rugby players. I'm going to look quite slight next to them. Well, not that slight. Not that slight. Uh, and so we'll have pictures taken over the earth. I'll put it up on, on Twitter a little bit later on. We're a bit excited by this, though. Very excited. And then it's for charity, so we'll be making a, a donation as well. So I quite like the idea of that. Very good, isn't it? So anyway, so that was, that was my day yesterday. What well, did I try and find yesterday? God, I drove around every garden centre in the world trying to find net lights. You know, n- lights that are on a net. Because I've got a water feature, I want to drape them over. And I've got some at the moment. But uh, we've had it about four years and the, uh, some of the bulbs have gone out. So I-, I couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I bought loads of plants to put in all the pots. Because we've had all the wall done. And so I've filled up with these little plants. They look like little Christmas trees. They've got little orange berries on. Little little orange Things and and so I, I bought those in the garden centre. I bought actually I bought quite a few of those. I ended up buying six, seven, nine, 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 15. because the rivers are cheap. And so I just I haven't bothered planting them. I've just put them in the pots in the actual troughs. It looks quite good actually. It looks quite effective. Just in case the carol singers make it up as far as the patio. And uh, couldn't find these net lights. In the end, go to Amazon. Type in. Net Christmas lights up comes under it, so I bought loads. I just hope they don't come from blasted Hong Kong, because otherwise they'll take forever and a day to get there. Eight four eight five O. Steve at LDC dot co It's very warm in there today. Really warm. I've had another one of these. I can't remember what these. Fr- I, every day I forget what these fruits. Dragon fruits. I keep forgetting what they're called every day. I'm, I'm sitting and I didn't feel very well in the car this morning. He bombed it here this morning. I tell you, I thought we were going to break every speed limit under the sun, and we sort of bombed through the West End. And all I'm thinking about is what is the name of this? <laughs> I couldn't think. And you know, you sit there and you go through the alphabet, A, B, C, D. And it's star fruit? No. Star anise? No. And uh, and I bought four more the other day. And I think it's given me indigestion, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've eaten so many of these blooming things. And then yesterday, yesterday, I, just, I I couldn't make up my mind. So my friend Mandy, I was I was having a chat to her, and I said, I don't know what to, what to have for tea. You know when you get to halfway through the day and you think, I don't know what to have for tea. I can't think. I'd had... Um, I'd had mince meat the day before and made like a risotto. Made a risotto. <laughs> Makes me sound like I'm on can't cook, won't cook, cook'll cook. And uh, so I didn't, uh, so I didn't have a risotto. I had a fish pie, and it was lovely. I, I bought, I did buy three. I bought three fish pies, and I'm not a fish person, as you know. But if it's done in a pie with a cream sauce, I can, I can just about cope with it. And this one had um, haddock and cod and salmon, I think, or something. Anyway, it was in a, it was in a, a cream, sauce, and that was quite nice. So I had that with sprouts, not just any old sprouts, Stuart in the fish shop phoned me and he said uh, one of his suppliers is now doing these ready meals in Ireland and it's a farm and they make all their stuff there and he said, do you want some sprouts? They had ready-made sprouts with lardons and um, so he gave me, so I, I just emptied that into it as well. Delicious, I said delicious because you know me and sprouts, I mean I'm crackers for sprouts. I can't, I can't get enough of it. So I could happily sit down and eat sprouts till, you know, till doomsday. Staff party tonight. I'm not going. Ever since, let's just call it an incident some years ago, uh, where they advised me, maybe it wasn't a good idea if Steve, <laughs> Steve Allen went to the party. Why don't you stay in, Steve? They said, yeah, the, the trousers. I know, uh, I mean, it's, it was just one of those, somebody spiked my drinks. drinks. I'm totally convinced, because I remember going into the party sober, and then I can remember standing there talking to somebody as my trousers gainly sailed to the floor, followed by my pants. And, uh, and so people were saying things like, it's not big and it's not clever. And, uh, you know, which, of course, was right on both counts. So I'm not going to the staff. I can't do a party during the week anyway. We'll have the Christmas carolers in. The rugby boys from the so that'll be that'll be nice. But the, the Christmas party so tomorrow morning I'm expecting the rejects all over this building. There'll be people slumped in half the rooms and things They'll be going, Shh, don't say anything. You know, because so and so went to the party last night. And people seem to like that. Uh, but if you've got work to do the next day, my loyalty, unfortunately, is here. This is this is what, what pays the mortgage. So I shall not be jeopardizing it by going to the party. Sorry right for some people who don't have to come in till late or they've got the day off, but you know the producers said, you know, I, if I go I can't drink because you've got to work all night because you have a few drinks you get carried away and then you suddenly realize that you really shouldn't have had the drinks because you're going to suffer tomorrow. You've got to work all if so you go to the party you're going to work all night. And then tomorrow... And then you've got to stagger... Ho- oh, horrible. Not my kind of thing at all, I'm afraid. Not my kind of thing. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We weave everything in on the programme. Uh, Noreen, she says, Morning again. I've just seen a photo of Claire Balding looking very slim. Yes, she's, she's started walking. She's only interviewed to Good Housekeeping magazine. And uh, the sensational appetite we have for anything celebrity-based... And uh, she's been walking a lot, so she's lost all this weight. All this weight. Can't see the snow you forecast for Thursday on the St Albans forecast. Hope not. Any recommendations for the best sausage rolls for Brian's benefit, please? Do you know, finding a good sausage roll is a blooming problem. It really is, because i bought them at Waterloo Station. There's a couple of those Cornish pasty kind of shops. And their sausage rolls are rubbish. I would lo- but seriously, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a consumer programme that's analysed what's in it, because I don't know what's in it. It looks so; like it just could be stuffing. You know, like sage and onion kind of stuffing. But as far as I'm concerned, a sausage roll should be a sausage in a roll. You know, it's not complicated, a sausage in a... That's why it's called sausage roll. I mean, I don't think these things have ever even seen sausage meat. They're vile. I've, I've, had, a, I've had a couple recently. Not, not what I want is like sort of a frankfurter in that sort of puff pastry thing you can't find those out. they just don't exist. If somebody did those, that'd be a that'd be a winner. Manger used to do it years ago. It was a it was a Frankfurter in a in a croissant kind of thing, with cheese drizzled over the top. Delicious. Delicious. But the rubbish you buy at the stations, I don't know why you lot put up with substandard food. Might as well make sandwiches yourself. Take them in. It really is garbage. It really is. Yeah, because you're a commuter, you go, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm, you know, I'll just eat something on the train. Nothing worse than somebody sitting, eating something like a sausage roll in front of you on the train. Terrible. So, I I cannot recommend sausage rolls. I can't. I don't even know if Ginsters or Ginsters do them. Do they? Oh, of course, you would know being a student. So, you would ha- you would know all the, you know, you're a student, you're student, you're still wearing the student clothes. And presumably, you know the entire Ginsters range, do you? Yeah, I thought you might. It's like, do you know all the things that, that they do in Gregg's? You don't. It's amazing because most people seem to know the lattice twist and whatever it is, the beef steak. Thing. I think the stuff in Morrison's is not bad. They have a hot calen, uh, hot calender, a hot uh, cupboard kind of thing, but they've got stuff. If they can been bothered, so that's that's quite. I, I quite like that idea. I quite like that idea. Sometimes in the morning you think a hot sort of trumpet, it's too hot. I bought a steak pie there the other day, and the filling was so hot and it took the roof of my mouth off. Tom Daly's video incident of him coming out, although he fails to mention the word gay. At all. He doesn't, doesn't mention the word gay, he's just that he's in a relationship with a man. Uh we don't know who the man is. There's no mention of who he is. I don't know if he's an older man, uh if he's younger, if he's uh, if he's been a friend of his uh or whatever. But he's he's sort of come out, he said to people, you know, this is this is me, you know, my my, my dad my dad uh would have um would have approved. Because his dad said to him, Listen, you do whatever you want, as most parents say. Just um, just be happy. And that's obviously making him very happy. Whoever he's with at the moment, he's very happy with. So, good for him. Good for him. There's going to be loads of other... Well, in fact, in the paper, surprisingly, <laughs> there's a couple of columnists have come out. Dan Wooten, who's that very camp Australian, who's as he said, when I came out as gay, well, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I had no idea. Dan Wooten gay. God, save us from people coming out the closet, please. You don't actually need it. Although lots of them have come out. John Amici, I think, is gay, isn't he, as well? And so there's a whole list of all these gay stars the the these gay sort of footballers and sports people i don 't know why people should be surprised about it. do people think that you know because it's fairly butch you 're not going to find any gay footballers there's loads of gay footballers look there's some who aren't even out and they probably wouldn't even think about coming out because of the uh the trouble that they would they would get in with the fans because the fans could i mean you' going to read some of the some of the trolls that have written things on the internet about Tom day they don't even know him they got no idea. They're, they're probably hiding their own homosexuality, I should imagine. Generally, people who write about it are those people who go, yeah, yeah, because they are. So uh, you could bet your bottom dollar, and especially the ones that purport to be Christian, they're even worse. You never met a more intolerant uh, bunch of people in your entire life. Saddos. Really is pathetic, really. I mean, I don't know whether he was right to come out or not. It's not up to me. Not in my family. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. If it makes him happy, that's great. Makes everybody else happy. People like him. He's a nice person. And, then, and somebody cynically put uh, in one of their, their columns, oh, uh, how, how right that he's doing this when he's got a new series to promote. <laughs> yeah. I've just had a leg amputated, you know. Oh, goodness me. Ridiculous. George Clooney. Uh, he says, I haven't met her yet. This is the uh, sort of the, the right person. I don't think he's ever going to find the right person. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful to George Clooney, but I don't, he doesn't have those sort of relationships. I don't think he's looking for a relationship at all. We're all, we're all making speculation now. After Tom Taylor, who's going to be the next person to come out, you'd be amazed at some of the names in the frames. Some of the names in the frames are hilarious. Uh, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk Uh I should try and get through as many of these as I can this morning. Uh, and we'll go through the papers as well. Sally Farmalo, as revealed on this programme. Somebody told me a while ago, Sally Farmilow, uh has cancer at the moment. And she's trying to... Uh, to beat it, she said, I won't give up, which is exactly what, what we want to hear. And the Arctic storm that's on the way. Plus, I watched a bit of The Jungle last night, a bit of the Armour Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, and suddenly came to the conclusion that the bimbo model is nobody. She's an absolute nobody. They're, they're sort of touting her as if she's somebody important. She's a bimbo you've never heard of, and she models bikinis. There's thousands of them. Why she's in there, I've got no idea. But they're all a bit odd, and Joey Essex just becomes more bizarre by the day. I've, I've got the feeling now, I mean, I had him down as a 15-year-old in a man's body. I've now reduced that to 12, I'm afraid, because he's just slightly peculiar. 18 minutes past four. Lovely idea for an advent calendar we've just had. So a friend of mine's got an advent calendar, but he, he, he doesn't have the one that's just got the little picture inside. He's got chocolates inside of his, and it's just so awful. I mean, talk about a problem. So every day he opens it, oh, look, a chocolate. I thought, yeah, because you put it in there. <laughs> it's not some big surprise. I, I walked past Trafalgar Square yesterday morning when I left, <laughs> and um, and and I and the, I think the tree was was about to be put up because there was a big crane in there. I couldn't see if the tree was there, and I didn't uh, I didn't have enough time to go and take a picture. So I tweeted, and then Little Rich on one of our other stations he retweeted the fact. I was go- I, I can't tell you what I was going to write, and I thought no, that would be too rude to write on the thing. I thought, no. So I just tweeted, because I couldn't remember when, when the Christmas tree arrived. Because I went over, as you remember, with Chinese Amanda one year to cut the thing down. And so we traipsed through this blooming Norwegian forest. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And there it was, the Trafalgar Square tr- Christmas tree. And, uh, and they give you an axe and you could be photographed doing that. And we had a quiet bloody freezing it was out there. It was so cold. You know when it gets so cold you cannot feel your toes? You know, it gets, I just don't know what he does with his clothes every day. Every day he's got some sort of different... Now we're wearing the scarf with it sort of tucked in both sides, like it's a like it's a bra or something. What is going on, James? I don't know. Very odd, isn't it? He's always done something different with his clothes. He brings in the... T- he doesn't say a word, so you don't hear anything. I see him walking in. He's got his scarf done differently, sort of tucked under his arms at the moment, which is very peculiar. Very peculiar. So I went out yesterday, so uh, I haven't dropped the shirt down at my brother's. Noreen, I've not done it yet. I don't know when I'm going to get around to doing it because today I've got the dentist, and unfortunately, it's well actually it should be fairly straightforward. It shouldn't be any injections today. I hope not, because I don't want to be numbed up for the whole the whole day, and I'm not seeing until three o'clock. So he should just take out the uh right here, and then and then just the the crown will have been made. We'll just sort of fit it, uh, file it down a little bit, just make sure it fits perfectly, and then glue it in. And then uh, then I hand over more money. That's all it is now, isn't it? It's handing over money. My friend Ant... <coughs> He's got a, a a problem with a back tooth, a back tooth, and I said, oh, I said it could be root canal. He said, oh God. I said root canal's horrible. I didn't like root canal at all. I really didn't. <laughs> it was just uh, it's about a three day event root canal because first of all they've got to sort of take it out and then they've then they've got to sort of cover it over and then leave it and then it makes oh it's, uh, about a thousand pound. I said to him. He said, £1,000 for root canal. I said, well, it's a three-day event. You know, it takes costs a lot of money. A friend of mine has just had all his teeth done at the top. And he spent... What did he spend on that? 6000 And he's now having all the bottom ones done. Because I remember years ago, I did a dental programme on LBC. And we had a dentist in, top-flight cosmetic dentist, years and years ago. And somebody had phoned up and, uh, and said, I've been quoted 25000 to have my mouth done for teeth. And he went... So I thought, blimey, that seems like an awful lot of money. And he said... No, that would be about right. I mean, it's easy to spend £50,000 on having all your teeth. If you have all your teeth done and you have all screwed in implants and everything else, you could easily run 25000 30000 I think most people say, oh, sod it, I'll just leave it the way it is. Uh, there's a woman on the front of the Daily Star. She's in the front of some of the other papers today as well. She's a moaning mum of eight. Her name is Mari Buchan. And she's got uh, eight children. Quite clearly, the fathers are nowhere to be seen because we all know what she is. And she can't live on £500 a week. She's a single mother with eight children, presumably by I don't know how many different fathers. And uh, and she's sitting there going, I can't, uh, I can't survive on this. Well, you know, should have used contraception, love, because nobody's got any sympathy for you. Nobody cares about you. You're a rather stupid person. And uh, she, said she gets £2,000 a month. And she says, uh, the decision to cap handouts to £500 a week could see a brood kicked out onto the street. No, 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 they'll just be taken into care, dear, because quite clearly you're too stupid to look after them. Where is this ridiculous woman? She said, I'm £82 a week worse off. So she's got, uh, she's got three beds. Uh, apparently she recently split from the kid's dad. I bet she bloody well did. I bet she did. I'm a single mum, give me loads of money. Why we don't get these people off their fat bums and get them out working? I've got no idea. She comes from Selly Oak. She's uh, in the Bourneville Village Trust. Ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, just absolutely. Some people... A pal says Mari is a loving mum and lives for her children. Well, contraception would have been useful, wouldn't it, really? How stupid is she? Some say she's a scrounger. She is a scrounger. No, it's not some say. Imagine the old country's looking at her, going, so, um, you know, why did you have eight children? If If you weren't working, dear, and you can't afford to bring children to the world, you're even more stupid than you look. And she's got another baby and their father's left. I bet he is. He's shacked up with somebody else having another eight children. Ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Other stories on the front of the papers. Well, it's Tom, isn't it, all the way through. Uh, Somebody says here, you know, um, was it necessary for Tom Daly to come out? Isn't it a bit sad in this day and age that somebody has to come out as gay? Well, I mean, if if that's the way he chooses to do it, that's his business. He's He's done a YouTube video and he's talked about it. We didn't use the word gay. And he sort of, he's, he's kind of, it was like Elton John. I remember when Elton John came out, he sort of said, he, he, he got married, if you remember, and then sort of came out as bisexual. I thought, no, you're gay, dear. You're gay. You're definitely gay. I mean, I think it was a, it's, it's a way of appeasing other people, isn't it? So Thomas said, oh, I do like girls. Well, there's loads of gay people that like girls. Nothing with like that. It's just that he chooses to be with this man. But I'm wondering if the man is famous, but he's not out to his own family, or or it's they, 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 they keep mentioning somebody who was in S Club Juniors, Aaron Renfrew, I think. Well, I didn't even know who he was. And apparently he's, he's out. Then there's one of the producers on The Only Way is Essex, who Tom's fairly close to. And uh, he was the one who sort of said to him, listen, if you want to come out, come out. So he has. And it's made all the papers. But you're, you're, you're quite right. You're quite right that, you know, it's a bit, bit naff in this day and age to have to actually come out. But then sometimes the papers do that, don't they? They go to somebody and say, oh, we have, uh, we have somebody who said that they, uh, they slept with you. If you're not actually out to your family or something like that. And so they effectively force people out. They effectively force them out. They say, we're going to run this story over this weekend. Do you have any comments? And that's what the papers do. That's what the papers do. So I don't know whether or not somebody had contacted Tom. If you remember, there was an incident the other year, wasn't there? <coughs> where two internet trolls were taken to court by the by the police for posting vile things about Tom Daly. They're probably still out there now, posting the same rubbish. But nobody cares about internet trolls, because they're, they're generally pathetically weak, stupid, ugly people who generally stink. Like, ugh, absolutely awful. Uh, Sophie says, is your Chinese Amanda the same Amanda who works with Nick Abbott? Yes, yeah, she's not Chinese now, though. She's, she's changed. She's changed. She's just, just ordinary. Just ordinary Amanda. Um, Rose says, I had a sausage roll from Gillespie's Bakery in Epsom. Fantastic. There was a sausage in puff pastry and then cranberry added for festive touch. (laughs) Yes, I've seen that before, actually, I think. And Morrison's, they've got the same sort of thing. Uh, Another one here, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. I see that, uh, says Peter in Brockley, the Christmas tree has been delivered, ready to be lit up. It is sad, isn't it, that Tom Daly has to say he's gay in this society. Why do we bother what anybody does? Well, I don't know. I don't know people seem to be interested don't they it's that world of celebrity that word, I suppose Joey Essex will come out soon you know and we'll all be going oh goodness sake what is he coming out coming out as a man you know it'll be interesting won't it in, in the jungle it, it rumbles on and there's arguments and I don't know I'm just waiting for the first eviction oh no sorry we've had the first eviction that was that was another woman who's just come out as gay Annabel Giles I mean it's unbelievable isn't it like an epidemic Layla Morse she was second... and she out as well? Dear God. But mind you, know, she never featured in the programme, did she, poor soul? That was what they call careful editing. Of course, had they kicked out Joey Essex, it would have been, it'd been more realistic. But I suppose we could have to put up with him and Matthew Wright for a couple more weeks at least. It's LBC 97.3. Time now, 4.30. <laughs>
0: LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen.
1: Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to five. Is it Tuesday? can't remember where we are now. I've lost the track of it. The very strange story on the front of the sun this morning is of six-year-old Georgia Benson, who stunned her mum. And twin sister Jasmine by insisting, I'm a boy. The top demands short hair, boy toys and school trousers. But mum says they faced a battle with bigotry in Waddington in Cheshire. It's a most bizarre story. It really is. She says, I began with a daughter. Now I've got a son. And he does look like a, a boy. And I don't know. I mean, apparently uh, he, he declared he wanted to be a boy from the age of three. And so he dresses as a boy. And he looks like a boy. But he's only six. And it's it's very strange. He wants to be called George. And he's got male tendencies, presumably. He hasn't got the, the little bits that go with it. And um, mum, I mean, gender charities say one in 10,000 people are affected like her tot. And Haley was determined to speak out um, to sort of find out what's, what's the best thing to do. And I don't... You know, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? Really, you've got a three-year-old who says, "I'm a boy," from the age of three, and now six. And there were three of them: Amber, Jasmine, and Georgia. And Georgia's now become George. I mean, I'm I'm just amazed that that kids know about, you know, that side of their sexuality. They're aware of what they are. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure actually whether <laughs> it's going to sound really stupid, isn't it? I'm not sure whether you grow up. Do, you, do you, you go? I'm definitely a boy. I'm definitely I'm definitely a boy, or I'm definitely a girl. Or, I'm a boy, but I know I look like a girl. I've got all the girl bits, but I feel I'm a boy. At what point does does this gender reassignment come in? And so, um, it's strange that the, uh, the, the mums at the school have given him clothes. They've got clothes from their kids, so he, he doesn't go without clothes. But I suppose, technically, he's a girl. I don't know if you can gender reassign at the age of six. Must be really confusing, and I should imagine again there'll be a, a load, a, a load of prejudice that'll be going on around this uh, poor kid. And I'm sure that the uh, the internet tweeters and twitterers and all the other people uh, will be will be targeting this this little boy. A spokesman for the Gender Trust, which is a gender dysphoria charity, said people will know from an early age there's something different about them. It's great, isn't it? I mean, I, I think. It's quite clever. It just goes to prove it. we have no idea what goes on inside our bodies, have we, at all. So, uh, he's on the front page of the papers. And so, I don't know how his sisters take to that. Well, I mean, they've got a sister. Now they've got a brother. Uh, Mo's gone. Layla Morse from the jungle. But that was careful editing. I mean, the poor woman hardly featured it at all. Even though she was out there, they did that before with somebody. There was one person, and they hardly featured in the programme. It's because the programme is biased towards certain... Celebrities and in inverted commas, but anyway, she gets the money, so who cares? Uh, the pop hunk pal who helped dive star come out. So now they, they've looked at all the all the other people who've come out in in sport. Seven uh, percent of Brits are said to be gay, but not percent of premier stars feel able to admit it. I should imagine playing football in this country at the moment. I can think of about ten gay footballers who are not out. Ten gay footballers who are not out. And the reason they, they won't come out is they'll, they'll wait. Robbie Rogers came out, if you remember, at 26. He used to play for Leeds United. And uh, Gareth Thomas, of course, is uh, is well publicised. Carl Hester. Lee Pearson, the Paralympic gold medalist. John Amici, retired from English basketball, made an announcement in his 2007 memoir, but he'd waited until retirement to tell his followers whether that makes a difference. Nicola Adams, the flightweight boxing champion. Stephen Davis, the England batsman and wicketkeeper, came out to his fans in an interview in 2011, the first pro cricketer to go public with his sexuality. Kramer uh, Brie, the Scot who twice broke the world record for long-distance cycling. And, of course, the, the tragedy was Justin Fashnu, who came out and then hanged himself. And uh, I think because he was taunted so badly. Uh, I hope it won't be like that for Tom Daley. I don't think it will... I think he's he's fairly adult. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Jonathan in Canary Wharf says, "Have you heard about the Warwick University men's rowing team? They've done a nude calendar for charity, with the proceeds going to combat homophobia in school. I think they've done it before, haven't they? Don't, don't a lot of these uh, people uh, do it? I've just we, there is a website. It's warwickrowers.org. dot uh, dot org, and uh, what they do is they have uh, pictures." taken d- discreet pictures, I think we actually call them they're not they 're not sort of' they're not rude pictures you see you see more on display in a public swimming pool, i should imagine uh, but they they sell the the calendar oh there they all are they sell the calendar and then you know the money goes to uh to they have taken everything off and um so it's it's a, a very popular calendar, and they do it i mean they obviously all get involved with it, which is uh, I just thought it was rugby players, but apparently it's rowers as well now, all getting in. So they're getting naked for the club and community since 2009. It's almost a bit old hat by now, isn't it, really? Perhaps we could have it done here. Perhaps we could have sort of APs, the AP calendar. Would you like to start that one off, James, for us? You know, just send in a picture, you know, the usual. And uh, then we'll 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 decide if we're going to make you into a calendar. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I've often said we should do an LBC one. <laughs> I think Amy is lovely and so intelligent in the jungle, says Chris. I think Joey's playing a game. Um, I don't know. I think he really is Simpleton. I'm sorry. I think he really is. Uh, Mark says, the extraordinary thing about Tom Daley coming out is he's a sports person. That's a rarity. Perhaps a gay person will soon come out and admit they do sport. Oh God, I shouldn't think so. What, talk about football and stuff like that? No, 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 no. Definitely not. Uh, 84850... Once you pay 15000 or more for dental and whitening treatment, you emerge with oversized glowing horse teeth. Yes, like poor little Ryland. I mean, what does that buffoon look like? Oh, dear. And Sophie says, I'm disgusted to hear about the mum of eight. While she's living a feckless life, our old people are being treated terribly. They live on a pittance, can't afford to eat their homes. Breaks my heart to see it. Yes, I mean, she's just, you know, this a woman who should have learnt about using contraception a long, long time ago. You know, as far as I'm concerned, somebody chooses to have eight children, you're blooming well pay for your eight children. I'm not paying for them. I don't want to pay for somebody else's children. Why would I want to pay for them? You've only got to look at her to realise what an idiot she is. OK, she loves children. Well, you know, I love horses, but I don't have horses parading up and down the flat. Ridiculous. And I, I get angry with these people who complain, you know, oh, I haven't got enough money to live. Well, I shouldn't have had the kids in the first place then, should you? And in fact, really, you know, what a shameful mother you must be. You know, if your kids don't have anything for Christmas, that's your blooming fault, isn't it? I don't have any, uh I don't have any time for those sort of people at all. I really don't. Inside the sun today, uh, Tom's big night out. He was at a gay club hours before video. Well, you know, lots of people go to gay clubs. I should imagine probably even some of the reporters. I should imagine Dan Wooten's being, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm so bored with people coming out. It's so dull. So dull. Uh, in the jungle, here is, uh, I think that's Layla Morse. Uh, Amy spends a lot of time playing with her hair and uh, shoving her cleavage into a, another bikini. Annabelle Giles flew into a rage after coming out of the Aussie jungle, laying into rival Amy Willerton's dad. She ranted at Bruce Willerton uh, at the Palazzo Versace and uh, she's blamed beauty queen Amy for her exit as she didn't grant her immunity. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, nobody's ever heard of this Amy What's her name in the jungle. She's nobody. Nobody. Nobody at all. Uh, tip to win... Joey Essex, because he just goes through, doesn't he? He just sort of wanders through the thing. Uh, Kian, he's a bit dull, isn't he, I'm afraid. Amy, just, you know, boring. Uh, Steve Davis, I don't think he could win. Uh, Everybody seems to like uh, David, don't they? The dress designer. Uh, Vincent Simone, I find him very... If he came out as gay, I wouldn't be at all surprised. He seems to just be terribly gay, he's not. Lucy Parker is loathed by the masses. I didn't like it before she went in. Leila <laughs> Morse out. Uh, Rebecca Adlington, uh, Matthew Wright. Uh, immunity seems to have perked him up a bit. Alfonso, don't really know what you could say about him. I don't. I don't know enough about him. I really don't. The good news was from Glasgow, if, if good news can be used in this term. They didn't find any more bodies after they'd removed the helicopter. There was a fear yesterday. You remember on the programme when we were saying they're going to remove the helicopter, and the fear is that they've, there's going to be some more bodies. Uh, in there that turned out not to be. So for that, we should be immensely grateful. Uh, Vincent Graff goes on uh, TV channel. I always knew he wanted to do television. He's been an LBC anorak for more years than I care to remember. I remember Vincent Graff as a very young boy back in the Gough Square days, don't I, Vincent? And uh, so he, he goes on QVC, and uh, shoppers spend £30,000 an hour an hour—it's so huge, isn't it? You just—you just can't believe it. They have a warehouse the size of eight football pitches. Eight million people tune in a month. Um, in one day, they did a hundred and sixty-seven thousand calls. Hundred—that's why it's—it's it's big money, you know. People selling the stuff that they sell on all these channels, the QVCs and the bid ups and the jewelry rubbish and all the rest of it. They—they uh, they sort of rack it up. They—they they try and make out on some of them. It's—it's it's very good. I bought stuff from uh, Living, Living World, I think it's Living World, and I bought glue from them, and various other, I bought hanging baskets last year, and people obviously like shopping, my friend Lynn loves shopping online, she sits in front of the table, she loves it, she goes to jewellery, she does QVC, she does, you know, she does everything, she (laughs) does everything, and also she's now discovered the delights of eBay, so she buys and sells, because she's a girly, She's got lots of handbags, and so she discovered there's a market out there. But she's had to put these are genuine. They're not fakes, because there's a lot of fakes on eBay. A lot of fakes. Be very, very careful. Uh, 8 for Kevin, the fully-dressed milkman, says, maybe me and the lads at the dairy should do a calendar. But to add a twist, we'd be dressed. And everyone would say, thank God for that. (laughs) Uh, Brad and Angelina's daughter, Shiloh, is living as a boy since she was about three. I don't think it's a phase anymore, says uh, Sid. It doesn't uh, Cher have a daughter who changed sex? I think it uh, became, uh, it was chastity, bono, and it's now Chaz, I think. And somebody told me there was somebody else the other day as well. I think another star's son or daughter has uh, come out. The interesting thing is that Tom, Tom daly has got brothers and sisters going to have to sort of... Did you just push the button on that? Well, it's an accepted word. It so is... It so is. It absolutely is so. Okay. It's like queer and here, isn't it? You know, we're out. We're proud. We're here. We're queer. You don't think that's accepted either? Well, Blimey, well, is tough. It's in the Blooming dictionary, matey. So angry when they push a button on a word which I use quite frequently. Um, so uh, the calendar, I think, could be quite good. Somebody else says I think Amy's lovely. Yeah, but we're not. We're not doing lovely. We're not doing lovely in the, uh, in the jungle. We're doing people who are of interest to people voting. What we want to see them do is suffer. I so want to see them suffer. You know, there's no point in just sitting somebody in there and they just wear a bikini, because that's dull. That's really, really boring. We want to see them suffer. I want to see them being sick. I want, I want everything. I want everything. And the more they suffer, the more we laugh. Uh Ed says I'm still laughing at the idea of a new series of Splash Without the Water and the many zedless celebrities who I'd happily see taking part much more fun than counting sheep. Have You seen Google Box? It's Google Box, isn't it? Google Box somebody was telling me about. I like the program Google Box which is on uh, My1. No, not no you're talking about a different program. I'm talking about Google Box which is the one that I have on my television at home. You have Gogglebox, I have Google Box. See two different programs. One one is on a, a satellite from the Ukraine, where it's called Google Box, and you have Box, which is made in this country, which features two large black ladies who sit there and just seem to consume food like there's no tomorrow. A couple of um, let's just call them dubious sexuality guys from Brighton might or n- might not be riding side saddle on bicycles any time soon, and might or might not be friends with Tom Daly. Not that that's any indication of somebody's sexuality. Right. Another one here. This is from uh, from uh, Nora. She says, uh, Topic for the day ought to be musical biscuit barrels. I bought one yesterday. You wind it up, it twirls around and plays away in a manger. I love that line. That was away in a manger and two ways out on the football pitch. OK, you have to think about that one. You have to think about that one. It's, it's kind of a it's, it's sort of topical joke. For Christmas, which has nothing to do with the baby Jesus. But I did see the, the biscuit barrel. There's one that they do in Marks and Spencer's that's got snow in it. And so it's like a giant snow globe. A bit like the one up here at uh, at Piccadilly Circus, which is looking a bit dirty, actually, at the moment. <laughs> a bit of a shame, but I quite liked it. Uh, Julian says, no jolly old St Nicholas by Ray Conniff this year? Not at the moment, no. He said, good for Tom Daley. Well, that's... that's. I mean, I'm being positive about it as well. Everybody else is being positive about it. Why shouldn't he? I mean, to be honest with you, when a friend of mine phoned me yesterday, he said, he said, Tom Daly's come out. I said, out of what? He said, no, Tom Daly's come out. I said, yeah. I thought it was a spoof. He said, no, he's, he, he's come out as gay. Well, he hasn't come out as gay. He's come out as he's having a relationship with a man. But he hasn't used the word gay. I said, OK, right. I said, and, and this is news. He said, it will be by tomorrow morning. And so I went home and I watched the, the video on YouTube. Actually, I've been, I've been, I was trawling through YouTube the other day, finding all sorts of videos. And I love these flash mobs where, you know, people start singing in a railway station, other people join in, and that's always fairly good. And you remember the, the one I told you about, the homeless boy in India, I think. I think on whatever, whatever program it was, the version over there. And uh, he's been on the streets for ages and he sells chewing gum. You know, little kids sell chewing gum. But he sings really well and reduces the audience to tears. He's had like 112 million hits. 112 million hits. I didn't, I didn't know it was that possible to get that many hits. Unbelievable. Unbelievable but really good, actually. Uh, 84850, oh, stevedlbc.co.uk. Yes, I do know that Leila Morse is the sister of Gary Oldman. Because we uh, we talked to Gary Oldman a little while ago on In Conversation. Uh, I'm very shocked, as they're polar opposites. You think so, Stu. I don't think they were polar opposites at all. It always amazes me. Was it the other day? Somebody said, "Oh, that's my brother and with brother and sister thing." There's a very old picture in the paper today of a showbiz wedding of the year, and it just looks like four badly dressed blokes, but they're supposed to be lookalikes. They've got one who's a Ricky Gervais lookalike. They don't look anything like Rick- Ricky Gervais. They've got one who's Gordon Ramsay. don't look anything like Gordon Ramsay. There's one who's Simon Cowell. Doesn't look like anything like Simon Cowell. And the David Beckham one doesn't look at all like David Beckham. And then the, the woman he's marrying is a Debbie Harry lookalike. And they've said here, they said, Andy Monk, who Blondie tribute a Rose Cook, and he's, he's a Cowell double. Well, I must need my eyes testing. I don't know anything like these people. I mean, the David Beckham one... I mean, it couldn't be anything less like David Beckham. So if they put up a picture of. I don't know, I can't think of anybody actually. I mean, anybody looks more like David Beckham than this bloke here. Apparently, uh, they said here it was love at first sight. He's nothing like Simon Cowell appears on Of course he isn't, because he's not Simon Cowell. It's ridiculous. I don't know, you know. Count Andy Monk. She says that uh, Andy is a very kind hearted and loving man. Of course he is, because he's not Simon Cowell, you stupid woman. They don't look anything like these people. In fact, if you didn't have these, the the names of the people underneath, they they just look like four fat blokes. I mean, David Beckham is not fat. This bloke's fat, and he's making money under false pretences as a David Beckham lookalike. Who in their right mind would ever book him? Can't believe it. Ridiculous. Gary Barlow... Oh, God, what is it one one radio station's doing? They seem to have turned it over to Gary Barlow album lukewarm reviews. Very, very lukewarm. But you can't fault him for trying to get as much publicity for it as you can. He's on, uh, he's on as many radio stations as he can get himself on to. And Gary Barlow insists that he's glad Tamara Foster got booted off the X Factor. She'll have a better career after not winning the show. Which is a nasty little piece of work. I don't want to have a career at all. James Arthur... Practically dead in the water, I think, at the moment. So uh, they, they've actually uh, banned any mention of James Arthur on the X Factor's social media accounts because they're worried about this this uh, backlash after his homophobic rant. And he's uh, he apologised and he said, "I abused my position." Pfft, I think you're scraping a scraping the barrel, mate, at the moment. I don't think there's any chance that uh, you're going to get away with it, it's going to haunt you forever. You should never, ever say anything like that when, you know, somebody hears it, somebody reads it, somebody sees it, and there are enough journos out there to sink your career stone dead. I certainly wouldn't be buying anything from James Arthur ever. Whether it was, you know, done in fun, whether it was done, you know, light heart. Have I done a break? No. Whether I, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to make you wait for it. I, um, I'm that kind of mood this way. So, um, so poor old James Arthur would be sitting there. The record company would be thinking, I wish you'd never said anything. You know, we'll stick you on the X Factor. Will it help record sales? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mind you, we managed to get Cheryl Cole into the charts, didn't we? For the first and only time. Thank God that is dead in the water. And we're all waiting eagerly are we not, ladies and gentlemen, for Sarah Harding's uh, work. Can't wait to hear her. I'll do a break in a minute. I can't wait for Sarah Harding. And so we can see just uh, what sort of songs she'll be singing. On the good ship, lollipop. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Ten to five.
0: LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen.
1: Right now. I fancy girls, but I'm dating a guy. At the moment, I'm very happy. Can't wait to find out who Tom Daly's boyfriend is. Can't wait to find out. I wonder if it's somebody high profile. I'm secretly hoping it's somebody well-known. Or failing that, whoever it is has gone, don't say anything. My family don't know yet. But he's like, Listen, makes him happy, why not? Can't deny anybody happiness, can you, in this day and age? Somebody sent me a Hanukkah card. Hanukkah. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that one. And it says... um it's nice. There are so many ways to enjoy these eight days. May your celeb- celebration be full of joy and happiness. There you go. Thank you. I, I do know all about Hanukkah. And a nice Christmas cut. We've started getting the glitter in from Joyce in Leighton. Thank you, Richard. he has been oh, covered in glitter now. There you go. Uh, Gareth Thomas, the rugby star, said of Tom Daly, he will look back on this as the best day of his life. Well, it means that he he, he doesn't have to sort of worry, why should he have to worry about it? You know, if there's bigots out there, nobody gives us stuff about bigots, they're pathetic people. They're generally harbouring their own perversions, I'm afraid, so we don't worry about them at all. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Another one here. Uh, Somebody says, why are there gay-only hotels, bed and breakfasts in Brighton? There's not anybody can go and stay in a hotel in Brighton. They're not gays only. It's are so pathetically stupid. This is Claudia or Joanne or Carrie or any one of a number of other cross-dressing names that we appear to have found for today. I love it when these people write in. Oh, or Amy or Ruth. It's obviously somebody who's very confused. Obviously some sort of dreadful mental illness going on there, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. And, uh, how about a calendar for the hanging baskets? Flowers every... We could do, actually, yeah. What about that? Perhaps I should take some pictures on, uh, on, uh, on Twitter. I'm not very good at taking pictures on Twitter. I don't know why, actually. They never seem to come out very well when I... Everybody else does them so much better. The ones at the take came out well, but I never took those. Doesn't really help, does it? What are you smiling for? Yeah, whatever. This is how they're going to deliver Amazon parcels on drones, Will never happen. They'll be whizzing about. The accidents all over the place, won't there? I mean, it's it's it's, it's a, a nice little thing. It's uh, it's it's a bit utopian, isn't it? So your parcel will be picked up. Then this little drone. It's a bit Star Wars. Will then come and deposit it in your front garden, before crashing through the window. I mean, I, d- I just don't see it myself. Eight four eight five oh. Everything seems uh, later. Driving home last night, says Jill. First of December. Counted only four houses with Christmas decorations up. Mm. Somebody says, uh, it's too early to put your decorations up, 1st of December. It needs to be a little bit, it needs to be a little bit later. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually, uh, Tate Britain, Tate Britain, I hate Tate Britain. It's a nice big building, but I'm just, oh, just so boring. And this is actually a photo, you know, a, a proper picture. And it's all done in years, the 1670s, 1640s, 1620s, and things like that. And it's and it's great, but sometimes they have installations, like one of it's like two oil drums sitting in the middle. And that's apparently art. And in, in another room, it's completely empty. It's a huge cavernous hall, empty. And the lights go on and off in the ceiling. And that's it. That is the art installation. The lights go on and off. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's, that's it. We stood in an empty room and I went, so, so, so what is this art? I mean, the lights go on and off. Well, that's it. A huge cavernous room like the size of a church. I mean, I can do an art installation in my sitting room. I could just turn the light on and off. You know, that can bring on... Actually, the other day I was sitting there and all of a sudden the lights went out. It was like there was a power cut. And you know what it's like? You know, you, you always do that. I remember years ago when we had the uh, the, the coal miners thing and all the rest, of it, and the lights went out on a certain time. They go six o'clock, the lights are going out. Bang on the dot of six o'clock, click, everything goes off. So you have to sit there turning everything off and then go round, because later on it'll all come back on again. And I was sitting watching the television. It must have been on Sunday evening and all of a sudden the lights went off. Was a... And everything, it wasn't just sitting room lights, it was everything. And I have lights blazing all the time because I don't really care I'm not sort of doing some footprint anywhere for anybody. I'll, I'm going to, you know, it's like the heating. I haven't put the heating on for a few days. But all the lights went off, and I've then got to go. And I'm, it, I decided I was going to buy a torch the other day and keep it with me in the sitting room, just in case. I mean, luckily I cut this enough, but I, I, the first thing I did was peer outside the front door, see if anybody else's lights had gone off. Nope. They're all happily blazing away. Just me again, as per usual. 84850 stevedlbc.co.uk. Trying to weave in a. Uh, another one here. This is one from... Uh, oh, did, I told you the other day that they'd sold Michael Winner's house. Apparently Robbie Williams had uh, had bought it. Pfft, so, I don't know, seventeen and a half million. Uh, Fifi. Loved the uh, Amanda Holden in conversation. Refreshingly honest. Very good, actually. Very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, somebody's looking for a retweet. I don't understand what a retweet is. I think that means I have to send it on to somebody else. Um... Scott Hendy is with us this morning. Thank you. Nice to know that we're all there. Uh, And Philip says, my awful neighbours moved out yesterday. What's the name of the YouTube video, The Homeless Boy? I think it's called The Homeless Boy. Um, You know, that would be the one to to find it. Uh, You know, you just... I think you type in Homeless Boy on X Factor or something like that. You can't miss it. It's got 112 million hits. It's been around the world, this one. It's gone viral. Ever since we mentioned it on the programme, started off with a few, we mentioned it. 112 million people have now viewed it. And it's quite sad. It's quite sad. It's very good. Very, very good, because he, he sings and and he's had an awful life. He really has had a dreadful life. And the two presenters of the programme say to him, you know, when this when this programme is seen, how many people are there in Malaysia or whatever? 50 million people. 50 million people will see you. And he can't take it all in. And uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. I really don't know. I really don't know. Take a short break for the news. It's LBC 97.3. Um more arguing, apparently Chloe Sims, dreadful old baggage, from the Anywhere's Essex and some other woman who we've never heard of, uh, had a bit of a spat, and they go: the sooner they drop off this cast, the better, and they disappear back where they came from, which is that place called Obscurity. And I hope they stay there. Uh, other stories of the papers today, we shall find out. Mum of eight in eviction fear. This is the woman who doesn't work. She just wants to sponge. She's had loads of children and she's expecting you to pay for them. You'd think her family could rally round, wouldn't you? Or well, perhaps not. <laughs>
0: LBC ninety seven point three. Text eight four eight five zero. Tweet at LBC nine seven three. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen.
1: Morning, everybody. Four minutes past five. Tuesday morning in London town. They've said, they've then said, they might be wrong. Snow by the end of the week. But uh, I'm erring on the side of caution and going. Well, if we th- if we think we might have it, then we don't. It'll be a nice surprise, won't it? On the other hand, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of snow, actually, sitting here. Uh, 84850. Oh. Um, a head torch is quite good. Well, you can't sit there with a head torch on, can you, waiting for a power cut? We don't really get power cuts, but I've got, um halfway down the hall, I've got a, a cupboard. And it's got the fuse box in there. So luckily I'm able to find that. I was thinking the other day, am I able to change a tap? I don't know whether or not I'm able to change a tap, whether I'm sort of... I mean, as far as I know, you can... Change the uh, the inner bit of the tap. You just go to the mains and you turn off the water. Then you turn on and you drain. Uh, I think that's how it works. Do I, do I need to drain anything? I don't know. And uh, and then you just unscrew the top of the tap and you take out the middle bit, or un- unbolt it or whatever, and then put another piece in. I'm assuming I could uh, Assuming I, I could do that. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, let's try and, uh, weave some more in here. Wait a minute, sort of find the blooming things, actually. It helps a little bit. Um, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. You want to know who Tom Daly's boyfriend is? Well, according to Facebook yesterday, nearly every gay man in the UK was claiming that for... Exactly, the people go, uh, he's my boyfriend, he's my boyfriend. I'm going out with Tom Daly. I mean, I think he's good. I think he's good. You know, he's he's pleasant, he's charming, he's been through a lot, he's an Olympian... He's worked hard for what he's got. He's not the world's greatest presenter, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He has a go. He's a, extremely good at diving. He's very good, and uh, and he's obviously found a bit of happiness. Why shouldn't people have happiness? I can. You know, some people find it in the lottery. Some people find it, you know, work. Some people find it, you know, going to work in a shop or whatever. Stuart, who's got Sandy's the fish shop, I think he loves his job. I think he absolutely loves it. I think all the staff in there love it. I have to be honest, I couldn't put up with the smell of fish every single day. I can do it occasionally. But, you know, you, you, you've got to love your job, so why shouldn't Tom Daly have a bit of happiness? He lost his father at a very young age, and that can't have been much fun for him. His dad was with him all the way through, and that was, that was a bit heartbreaking. So, uh, so good for him. I wonder how long, he says, before we see him at GAY. I should imagine Jeremy has probably put in a bid already. I should imagine he's put in a bid already. I think there's, there's probably a bid in for Joey Essex. They've already had Sam Callahan, who I know that's showbiz, and I see no reason why Tom Daly, would Tom Daly, get a huge round of applause down there, wouldn't he? Huge round of applause. So uh, he could do a personal appearance. I see no reason why he uh, why he shouldn't. He's a perfectly pleasant young young man. He's very nice, and he's uh, and he's an Olympian, and we like him. So there you go. Uh, ninth victim found. No mayday call. That's what they can't work out with this helicopter crash. There was no mayday call. And yet he must have known that it was going down, the helicopter, because he ditched the fuel. That bit I discovered yesterday, because I wasn't aware of that. I don't know how fast you can empty the tank of a helicopter, but I'm assuming once these blades stop, this thing drops. I mean, the carnage could have been so much worse. Could have been so much worse. But this thing drops out of the sky, but he jettisoned the fuel... And I really don't know, do you pull a plug out and it just goes, phew, and it's gone straight away? Because I don't know how many seconds it takes from this thing being up there. What was it doing there in the first place? What was it doing, was it on surveillance? We haven't been told what it was actually doing up there. They have, they have checked out, there's a fleet of these. There was a problem a short while ago with some of them, they had cracks in the rotor blades. But they said this one was fine. And the person flying it was, was experienced as well. Uh, 84850. Steve at lbc.co.uk. We shall weave uh, everything in on the programme this morning. Uh, another one here. Richard says, I told you once before that in 50 years I've never knowingly encountered a gay golfer. He says, I was therefore astounded to discover that John Inman, who played Mr Humphreys in Are You Being Served, played golf to a handicap of three. I think it would be better if people kept their private lives private. Yes, I don't understand, but we have an insatiable appetite in this country, and the newspapers have an insatiable appetite to discover things about celebrities. So if somebody's on the television, that would be the indication of a, a celebrity. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, why anybody would be interested in reading Nancy Delusional's dreary book about her life? I can't imagine. She's a nobody. She's absolutely a nobody. It's like anybody who writes their, their autobiography before the age of 50. It's ridiculous. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything at all. Somebody's been on a reality show. Nanny Pat wrote, who on earth is remotely interested? Who on earth would be remotely interested in that? There's a picture in one of the, uh, I think, one of our showbiz stories today of the ghastly Fahears sisters out on the the road again, going to yet another party, dolled up to the nines, looking slightly ludicrous, it has to be said, and uh, they go out with no, no, no coats on. But uh, there again, they've got ample coverage, and they just trowel their makeup on. And uh, Sam and Billy for here are two of the most ghastly people I've ever seen in my entire life. Dreadful people, dreadful. Gay golfers. I'm sure there must be. Was it uh, was it somebody saying a short while ago that a lot of the uh, the women golfers are gay? Wasn't wasn't that what they were saying? And also a lot of, you get a, a lot of gay tennis players. Nobody ever batted an eyelid, did they, to discover Martina Navratilova was gay or any of the other people? Billie Jean King used to take her female lovers to to Wimbledon. They'd sit there, and Martina's uh, girlfriends were well known. Some of them were married women, and the camera would cut to them sitting there. And you think nobody batted an eyelid. Nobody thought anything about that. I don't know why people are getting all sort of sort of funny about Tom Daly coming out. As I say, you want to read some of the stuff that's uh, online. It's from such sad, pathetic people. It's almost embarrassing, really. I should imagine they are probably in that league of you know. They really don't have any friends, they haven't got anything to do at all, and they just don't like anybody else to be happy, so they they wallow in their own misery. But I remember distinctly seeing Martina's girlfriends at Wimbledon, and saying, this is so-and-so-and-so, and -and And you think, oh right, wasn't she married? And uh, yes, she was, and her children were over with as well, but now she's her girlfriend, and so this goes on. Never found any male gay tennis players, although I'm sure there must be. I should have a check with Andrew Castle, he'll know things like that. I, can't do I could phone him up and say, Andrew, are there gay male tennis players? Why are they not out? And and gay golfers, not men, but I suspect loads of women. I don't know why. I just uh, just assume that's what it that's what it would be. I could be wrong. I have A feeling I'm not. Uh, according to the press, the helicopter was only two miles from the heliport. It's odd, isn't it, though, that it just it de- it developed a. F- Mind you, they do look a bit scary to me. Mind you, I'm scared about even airliners, but at least they glide don't they? Even that that's something that big, it can glide in if all the engines failed. With a helicopter, the moment the blades stop turning, it just drops. Like a stone. Uh, 8485, uh, June says, for my elderly relations, I've done two things. In bedrooms, bathrooms and kitchens, they have a key fob torch hanging by the light switch. In the lounge, an ornate box with a bigger torch by the light switch. I figured everyone can find their light switch in the dark. <laughs> yes, You can, you just don't want to fall over things depending on what's actually, uh, what's actually out there. Uh, Daily Mirror today, Ian Hislop is talking about uh, the one thing you can say about that outbreak of snoring in the I'm a Celebrity camp last Thursday. He has nothing on the, the mass outbreak in living rooms up and down the country. The series now on course has been the most boring in the show's history. A sure sign is that the producers have already hit the reality show panic button marked bullying scandal. Give me strength, he says. It's a flipping game show. By the way, says Westlife fellow to win can 't remember his name, yes, yeah, we know it is he's saying that he said he can't remember his name because he's because he 's so bland it 's a play on words that is the most boring show. His name's Keen Keen, all right, so Keen Egan, who is in the uh, who's in the show <laughs> i don't know uh, what's worth catching up on the television Google box very, very good i'm watching a lot of Google Box. Some people have, have a different programme on their television. Uh, back at the, uh, the X Factor, those random plugs for Samsung officially reached ridiculous levels when the lad from Rough Copy pulled one of their smartphones out of his mystery backpack. I'm just surprised the judges are not contractually obliged to begin all critiques of Sam Bailey with the words, Sam sung that song. Yes, I know. That would have been grammatically incorrect. Have you heard some of the stuff they actually do come up with? A re-Louis Walsh hating skinny love because he's heard it too many times in auditions. I can imagine hearing the same old thing over and over and over. You really nailed that song. You really made that. You're going to be a huge star. You're going to be a big... Somebody needs to write him some new lines, poor soul. I do like Coronation Street at the moment. I'm quite getting into that. Can't bear Catherine Tildesley, of course, because I think her, her sort of uh, character and herself are doing a bit of a bit of a crossover. Uh, day two of Sharon Osborne's brother, who's obviously sold his story to the papers. And uh, he, he wants to get back with her. They obviously fell out some years ago. Well, he's not helping with this headline. She's taken a gamble with plastic surgery. It's sad. I mean, it's, we all know that she used to be as big as two garden sheds. And she had all this stuff done to her, and now she looks great. She quite, cr- queer, quite clearly, sorry, back to Tom Daly again. Uh, she quite clearly doesn't want anything to do with her brother. Now, he's also got MS, and he's talked about her battling with her. This is like the last thing you need, isn't it? Your uh, your, your own kith and kin writing a story about you in the paper. Sharon said yesterday, I haven't seen David for ten years. He has no idea about our lives. So quite clearly, there's no going back. They're obviously not going to uh, not going to heal the rift that they had. I don't know what the rift was over. I'm sure it was probably uh, listed the other day, but I've got no idea. But quite clearly, she don't want anything, anything to do. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. On a fleet street's all-time greats died yesterday. This is Brian Hitchin. And his wife, uh, Nelly were hit by a car as they crossed a road near their holiday home in Spain. Both killed. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. He got a CBE. He set up a, a media firm, Brian Hitchin Communications. Uh, Brian and Nellie's son, Alexander, said, Dad was a great father, a wonderful husband and a brilliant journalist. We shall miss them both immensely. I'm not at all surprised. Jean-Nick Ferrari will have something to say about that this morning. He must have known uh, Brian Hitchin very well indeed. Um, another one here on the uh, on the ice, which is coming in. They've said here an Arctic blast this weekend. Eight inches in some areas. 70 mile an hour winds. Temperature plunging, plunging to minus two. But apparently in the north it could go as bad as minus nine. So they are predicting it. Whether it arrives, Noreen, we shall have to wait and find out, won't we? Quarter past five. <laughs> Nick Crowe this morning, Mayor of London, is back in the studio to take your calls what's sure to be a, a lively Ask Boris. Plus, as, wait for it, the Olympic diver Tom Daley reveals he's in a gay relationship. Nick will be talking to parents about how they felt when their children came out to them. Also, looking at whether or not it's going to be damaging brand daily. Uh, the answer is... Won't damage it in the slightest. Really won't. Because any company that, uh, that decides not to use him, you know, if, if, all his sponsors at the moment, if any of them drop, then they'll be branded homophobes. So they're, they're, there's no way. It doesn't, it doesn't make any difference now. 10, 15 years ago would have been slightly different, but things have moved on. Nobody everybody cares, do they, now? People go, you know, like we said this morning, Tom Daly's come out, um, so the Pope's Catholic. You know, it's, it was so obvious. To everybody. Uh, Mark in Wilston normally gets to hear this programme on his way to work. doesn't get a chance to listen long enough. Today, I've got a job interview. Oh, dear. Always a bad time to have one on Tuesday, isn't it? They always say you never get the jobs on a Tuesday. Although I read my stars yesterday. They were very promising. They said some huge opportunity is going to be... I thought it would be a lottery win I've been waiting for. Anyway, he says... um, because I've got the job interview, it means I won't be going to the job I want to leave today. And instead, I get to listen to you for the whole duration. I'm not normally in the business of flattering celebrities and normally shout at them via Twitter. But I have to say I'm loving the show. There you go. It says, your rants remind me of a tweet I sent to Jessie J asking if it's not about the money, why does she perform a song in a car that costs more than my house? I don't even understand that at all. I mean, it's presumably she's singing. Does she sing a song about money? Oh, right, oh there you go. You said it didn't mean anything to me. I've got no idea. I I barely know who she is. Is she gay? Is it... Which one's gay? Oh, she's bisexual. All oh, right. It's going to be compulsory by Christmas, isn't it? People around here starting to look a little bit nervous, I should imagine. Uh re-golf. Uh, Howard says there certainly are gay golfers. They swing their clubs both ways. Do you know, it's the only thing that's never interested me, golf. I, I look at people and I've, I've got friends who play golf. And as you know from the Barmy Arms, and they love their golf. They love it. They go to Spain. They can't wait to go there. And I stayed in in Vegas, just outside Vegas, in a hotel, and it was on a, on a golf course. And every morning, I'd wake up, fling open the curtains, start naked, and gaze out of this huge picture window onto people playing from about five in the morning. They were out there playing. Some still start naked in front of the window. Ta-da! You know, because people, do, you wouldn't expect to see that, would you? Really. Well, you did when I was there. And and, so, and I looked at these people. They've got their little golf carts and everything else, and it's, it's very pretty. I can't understand it at all. Cannot get into that. Mind you, I don't understand chess. I do do crazy golf. I could do that at the beach, but I can't do anything else, I'm afraid. It just, just doesn't work at all. Weather for today. You want to know what the weather's going to be like, don't you? Dry, predominantly cloudy. You'll have some fog patches around this morning. They'll take a bit of time to go, and then you get a few bright or sunny intervals. Uh, maximum temperature today, oh, it's six degrees. Oh, positive heat wave, ladies and gentlemen. At the moment, it's about uh, four. Tonight, dry, blanket of cloud, persisting for most areas. Patchy fog again, so you'll have that for tomorrow morning. And they've said Thursday, sunny spells, very windy before the rain arrives later. Friday, cold, mainly dry with lighter winds. So there's no mention of snow here. It's light rain. I'm assuming light rain could turn to sleet. Could turn to sleet. We haven't actually uh, managed to get... They haven't said it for this week. But, as I say, things things change. Things change. Uh, 84850, oh, I'm an ex North Sea oil worker. says Richard. And we travelled on helicopters many times. I'm not a pilot, but we were taught that sometimes when you have an engine failure, you can glide the aircraft if the rotor's spinning fast enough, and it is possible to have a gentle landing. They don't all drop like a stone. I've never seen one come in where, where the rotors have stopped... They generally, you know, because it's, that's the only thing, holding it up there. It's not, like a, it's not like an airliner, where they can glide in, or a glider, or something like that. A helicopter is held up by that, that one central column, and once that goes, you're going to drop out. What's going to hold you up there? Nothing's holding you up there. They do all drop like stones. If that rotor stops, or that rotor breaks, or one of the blade breaks off, that thing is going to drop. What's holding you up there? Not some bloomin' piece of wire from the Almighty, I'm afraid. It will drop. And I think it was so fast, that's why I couldn't do a mayday. And once they've done the examination of the helicopter, they will then, presumably, know what went wrong, because they, 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 they can test all these things. Uh, what have we got here? Here's uh, Simon Cowell. I'm sorry, you just expect a, a butcher dog and a little Yorkshire Terrier for Simon Cowell, don't you? I was expecting something much, much better. Uh, Niall Horan. He's apparently a in little, a little boy band. And he's going out with Barbara Palvin. Apparently she's a Victoria's Secret model. And they're both 20. That's lovely, isn't it? I think you're going to get One Direction over here for something. Come up with the Dickens isn't it? Is now. Perhaps it was a Christmas programme. Perhaps they were talking about Christmas programme the other day and they said, oh, oh one, one, one Direction. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that that's what they'll be doing. Because I think they've got an album out for Christmas I think they've got an album out for Christmas, I'm pretty certain. 8 Freight Five O. steve at which will weave it all in. Everybody else telling me about how, how good golf is? I'm sorry. Just not not going to happen at all. Rita Aura, she's nice. I like Rita Aura. I don't know anything about her. But uh, she was sharing the red carpet with Kate Moss, who apparently is going to be doing a Playboy shoot. She's going to be taking a... Why? I don't know why. Perhaps she, I mean, perhaps she needs the money. What do these people do with their money? Anyway, uh, Rita Orr is 23 and Kate Moss is 39. So that's quite old for models, I would think. Quite old. Uh, Ian says golf, the one thing that spoils a good walk. Yeah. <laughs> I should imagine so. <laughs> I should imagine so. Actually, it's a very good exercise. What if Claire Balding plays golf? Because she's, she's looking much slimmer in the papers today. Noreen pointed that one out, and then I was checking out the pictures earlier on, and uh, it was completely different. Completely different. Um, here we go. This is, uh, an erupting volcano in eastern Russia, middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, uh, at a place called Kamchatka, taken by a German photographer, and it's spewing lava over half a mile into the air. I've no idea what it is. They say it looks like the, uh, Mordor from the Lord of the Rings. Of course, as I've never seen the Lord of the Rings, I've got no idea what the Mordor is, but it's this huge active volcano. In eastern Russia. So there you go. Stranger things that have happened. Uh, back in mum's arms after 23 years, the boy who was stolen at five and sold to another family. Wow. It's a story from, from China. He says, I stored my memories so that one day I could find my way home. And he did after 23 years. 23 years with this other family who he was sold to and he, uh, he goes back. Hello, mum. But that was the biggest surprise of her life, biggest surprise. Uh, Towie at war, Joey Essex's jungle jaunt has sparked a a bitch fight on the set of The Only Way Is Essex. The spat erupted between Fern McCann, who nobody's ever heard of, and uh, Chloe Sims, 31 but looking about 70. Furious Fern said she was sick of her co-star Uh, poking her nose into Joey and Sam's private lives. Chloe later told Fern, I will knock your teeth out. She's a class act, isn't she? We like things like that. It's so pathetic. And there is a picture of the equally unattractive Faheer's sisters. It's unusual, isn't it, to find two unattractive people. Perhaps they should join Little Mix. That'd be quite good. And uh, here's uh, Tom Daly over every paper, over every paper. Nick Frye going to be talking about it, mainly from the... uh, from the the side of the parents, you know, how a parent copes when sibling goes, son or daughter, and goes, I'm gay. I think uh, Jonathan Ross dealt with it very well. He's got a daughter who's gay. And uh, they just they just deal with it. I just imagine the first thing that parents worry about is, oh, no grandchildren, not going to have any grandchildren. Well, you know, people can adopt nowadays, so there is still that possibility. I don't know whether or not Tom Daly ever dated girls... Or whether or not they were just escorts for him. He says, I, I still fancy girls, but it's just that he's got a boyfriend. Doesn't that kind of make him bisexual? I don't know, really. All we, all we know is he's very good-looking. Presumably he's made loads of money. He's very successful, and he's now got a bit of happiness. So that's good. Uh, 84850, oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. Oh, I found something else in it. Oh, there's more on this uh, mum on £2,000 a month. The one with the eight children... Woman who should have really, you know, been using contraception, but uh, but chose not to. I'm afraid. Uh, apparently, the helicopter crash which killed the uh, the nine was so sudden the pilot didn't have time to send the mayday call, which is what I thought. The moment the blade stopped turning, it drops like a stone in seconds. In seconds, he was killed when the police chopper plunged into the Glasgow pub. There was no SOS as uh, it dropped, as I say, like a stone. That's what they do. They don't glide in helicopters, I'm afraid. It's not physically possible. Once that blade in the middle has stopped turning, <laughs> down, straight away, is exactly what happened. Uh, who's this Kim Kardashian? I can't stand the Kardashians. I absolutely can't bear them. Another, you know, as vacuous as uh, Paris Hilton. And I didn't think she was, uh, she was too exciting. Rizzle Kicks would be too scared to accept a judging role on the X Factor. The band said, uh, we wouldn't like to do it. Uh, we would end up saying something really stupid. I don't know why you just sort of say that this this person wasn't particularly good. Makes perfect sense. I quite like Rizzle kicks actually. They seem to be quite good fun. I only like that "Mama Do the Hump" or whatever it was called because I I loved the video and I thought that was great. I thought it was. Just... Then James Corden pops in at the end and does "Mama Do the Hump" and all the rest of it. So that was that was good, <laughs> very good indeed. And here's uh, oh it's Cara Delevingne again. It must be about about five minutes since we've got a Cara Delevingne story, and uh, she's got a sister called Poppy. And, uh, she was at the, a fab-themed hen-do at the Groucho Club. It's obviously gone down, hasn't it, really? There's any old Tom Dick and Harry in there now. Um, what have they done here? Oh, this is, good Lord, who knows? Oh, it's Nicole Scherzinger. She's had all her hair cut off, Nicole Scherzinger. Obviously not making it in America, so we're stuck with her here. But anyway, they went out with, uh, well, she went out with Louis Walsh and Sharon Osborne. Both sixty old Louis Walsh seems to enjoy going out with the old girlies, doesn't he? Seems to be happy with, with Sharon Osbourne. I think they go back a long way, not as long as, or well, not as far back as he goes with Simon Cowell. If ever anybody knows where the the bodies are buried, that would be that. Uh, Union J. Then don't tell me they're still going. Can't believe it. How are they still going? On one hit single, is it one? Well, one and a bit, I suppose. Selby C ninety seven point three. Time now is five thirty. <laughs>
0: LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. <sighs> I just want a coconut.
1: It's uh, 27 minutes to uh, to six. Issues on the North Circular, Palmer's Green. Just thought I'd tell you that now, if you're setting off. Another th- a third couple from the lottery have headed for the divorce court. It's unbelievable, isn't it? All these people winning all this money. This was a couple I mentioned yesterday, I'm pretty certain. They got the £45 and they've uh, split up. All the blokes are hugely fat in all these relationships and obviously the women have decided that uh, they can do an awful lot better and they've got half the money. It's a shame, really, isn't it? I I would always like to think that money wouldn't change me. And it hasn't. It hasn't changed me in the slightest. I'm still the same boring person I was last year. Uh, The Tesco tablet sold out. It's not a medical thing. This is, uh, it's sold out twice. This is the, pardon me, the Huddle, I think it's pronounced. And it's Tesco's cheap arrival to the iPad. And they sold 48 hours, 35,000 of them. Good Lord. At £119, it's £80 cheaper than Google's Nexus. And £200 cheaper than the iPad Mini. So they're, they're literally working with the suppliers to get more in. That's not bad going, is it? It's funny, isn't it? You get a little article in the paper and they, and they mention something. And it's, 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 it's the price, isn't it? At Christmas time, you know, you'd have thought years ago, people go, oh, £100 to spend on something, £200. People spend hundreds of pounds on Christmas now. It's the only way. David and Carl Shulton says, my, uh, my Android phone is not showing any snow this week. Plus next week it says above average temperatures. I don't know that they're getting this stuff. They've got it in, there's another paper I'm reading it, eight inches on the way. Well, it says, Baltic Britain is set to suffer freeze at Minus four degrees, they've said. Minus four degrees. Uh, 84850, oh, steve at uk. Uh, another one here. Try, try and weave as many in as we can, actually. On the subject of, uh, of helicopters. I believe on certain, on paper, certain types of helicopters can glide. Not heard of one doing it in real life, says uh, Bob. Choppers are a very dangerous way to fly. Absolutely. I've been in one, and i I, I quite like going in a helicopter. I wouldn't be wanting to go in one now. I flew in a little light aircraft at one time that was a bit uh, that was a bit of a hairy moment very hairy you'd have to get you know you know sometimes you go up in the big aircraft and you get buffeted around by the wind thermals and all the rest of it all these hot air thermals. when well, you imagine a light aircraft it's even worse, even worse, but we'll have to wait and find out what happened to the helicopter. Uh, Steve says they do not fall out of the sky well, this one did. This one fell out of the sky. Dropped like a stone. OK? is it's called auto-rotating. Well, quite clearly not on this case. It dropped like a stone. and um, one minute up there. Next minute, psh, straight down. They can't glide. How can they glide? It's, you're in a little suspended thing with a blade. Once that stops turning, what are you gliding on? I've got two wings out the side of it. It's going like a stone, I'm afraid, and this one went down like a stone very, very quickly. Uh eight Steve at LBC.co.uk. Who's that a picture of? Emily Ratajkowski. Oh she's modelling for Fredericks of Hollywood. Fredericks of Hollywood, I think, is, is very famous for uh naughty underwear at Christmas and stuff like that. It's quite I think it's sort of a semi sort of semi sort of posh place. Uh who's this? Oh Samia Garda. God, she's still going, I couldn't believe it. And a model, Nicola Hayton. I say a model, I don't know what she's a model of. I mean, to be honest with you, she's got a tattoo and she's not great looking. Uh, She pocketed, though, unfortunately, four grand in benefits while she was working, I'm afraid. Um, Somebody got a tip-off that she was living with this bloke and due to tie the knot at a country mansion. Investigators just had to check her Facebook page and there she was, sporting an engagement ring and uh, 18-karat gold going into platinum, love, love, love it. And she was planning a £6,000 ceremony. I don't know where it all came from. Anyway, when confronted, Hayton, who has posed for FHM as a high street honey, claimed she and her husband had split up days after the do. She admitted failing... Reveal her change of circumstance. Uh, I don't. I don't know what a high street honey is. Is that where they just approach some poor creature walking down the street and go, I'd "Like to get your boobs out for the boys for FHM?" Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do that. And so she did because look at the picture of her. There's nothing high street honey about. Well, she looks high street. Certainly doesn't look honey at all. There's another couple here, Wayne Hickman and his wife Susan from Plymouth, made legitimate claims. Uh, but failed to inform authorities when their symptoms eased. They said they couldn't actually do anything, could barely walk, barely move. They joined a gym, if you please. They, they actually managed to rip us off to the tune of 30 grand. They were filmed walking their dog. They were put on a four-month overnight curfew and have to pay back all the benefits. Good. I'm sick to death of, uh, of these, these people who, who don't pay back the benefits. I'd be round there taking the television, flogging their car, everything. We want the money back. It's as simple as that. Anyway... Blackburn magistrates gave this uh, so-called high street honey model a conditional discharge for 12 months. Last night, the mum of one insisted she had broken up with her husband, although they're now back together again. She's quite clearly a compulsive liar as well. She said it was horrendous going to court. I'm devastated to be branded a benefit cheat. That's what you are, dear. What do you think? A high street honey? I don't think so. Her modelling career took off after she had a boob job five years ago to go from a 32C to 32E. Nothing to do with intelligence then, is it? It's obviously the size of your boobs, I should imagine. Wait a minute. Nope, I thought it was an Argos catalogue. No, nope, we finished with those, haven't we? They're they're being dispensed with, which is a shame. Lots of pictures of um Uh walking in the air, H E I R, and it's supposedly a Prince William and uh what's it look like His wife, Catherine. Uh, but they don't look like Prince William at all. So they, they found a baby who doesn't look like their baby either, and they've got a tree... I mean, it's it's very sweet for them to get a job, you know, posing inside the paper for today, but unfortunately they don't look like them, like those other lookalikes in the papers today. They don't... they don't look like the people. In fact, the worst one is the one who's supposed to be David Beckham. In fact, they're all atrocious. All absolutely atrocious. Uh, Over in the... uh, oh, I like that. Ray Winston... He's uh, signed up to Sky's new family drama because usually he's stabbing or raping somebody. So he's actually, actually got his teeth in. I like Ray Winston. I remember seeing him so many years ago in Quadrophenia and he made the film Scum. He was playing hard boys back then and playing them very well. Very well. Uh, Lourdes is in Sunny Goa with Claire, of course. No need to podcast. Enjoy the cold weather. Ha! Christmas star winging its way to you from here. How lovely Goa at this time. I don't know what time you you have over there in Goa. I don't know whether or not you're um, you're ahead of us. I suppose you must be actually, must be ahead. Uh, this um, story that we ran yesterday on the program about the Essex Social Services people, um, who then go to court. So she arrives over here. She's pregnant, and she's bipolar. I don't. I, I, anyway, whatever happens. Essex Social Services go to a court and a judge gives them permission to let this woman have a caesarean and they promptly take the child away from her and put it up for adoption. Well, now, a top family judge has ordered the social workers, they have to explain themselves. I mean, it's a, it's a highly unusual intervention. I've never heard of this before. But Sir James Munby has demanded to know why the girl should not be reunited with the mother, who's an Italian. They've taken it away from her. I don't know what on earth's going on here. Fabio Roya, the most senior judge in Milan, said the woman's treatment by a secret court resembled a horror film. The mother, who was suffering from a mental illness, was subjected to a caesarean on the orders of the controversial Court of Protection. Her ex-husband and her parents, who look after two of her other children, insisted they would care for the girl. But if you remember, Essex Social Services went, no, they're not, they're not going to allow that. I think some heads are going to be rolling before Christmas on this. I've never heard anything like it. It does sound, as the judge said, a bit like a horror film. And it sounds horribly like a horror film. No doubt there will be uh, more on that later. Uh, Can't wait for the inevitable Tom Daly interview. Yes, I should imagine there will be in one of the Sunday papers. Although he might... I mean, I don't know. It depends what they're, they're advising him. I don't know whether or not they're actually going to turn around to him and say, well, you know... Maybe you shouldn't do it. You've done your YouTube thing. What more can you add? Unless you're going to sit there with your boyfriend holding hands in the picture, or we're going to be, or you're going to be, because now, now that it is, he's sort of come out. The press are get, they'll be, they'll be on a mission to find out who the boyfriend is. The newspapers will be saying, "We'd like, we'd like to know who it is." So they're going to be following, and at some point. Either the boyfriend's going to turn up at the house or they're going to be spotted out drinking or something's going to happen and there will be picture because that will be the mission of the papers now, to print a picture of Tom Daly with his other half, because everybody wants to, to know who it is. So are they both going to come out in the Sunday papers or is the other half not prepared to come out? That will be the big question, I think. Uh, Claire Balding has slimmed down. Um, I never thought she was fat anyway. I thought she was she was sort of... No, I, I thought she was just, just pretty. It's like lots of other very, very large people. But anyway, now she's doing walking and she's eating more salads, fruit and rice cakes. Oh, rice cakes, the most boring thing under the sun. Ugh. Oh, generally sort of eaten by sandal-wearing, kaftan wearing people who are slightly bohemian in their approach to life. Oh, what are we having today? We're having rice cakes. Oh, God, give me strength. Please, please give me strength. Uh, Oh, it's a lovely picture there. Where is this? This is beautiful. Oh, this is in uh, Tetbury in Gloucestershire. It's very pretty round. I haven't been to Gloucestershire. Perhaps I need to go to Gloucestershire. It's very, very lovely. Uh, Cyber Monday. Biggest online spending spree ever. We did spend money yesterday. What were we buying? Um, Well, anything that had discount written on it, apparently. I did go online. My brother said he'd, he'd ask for some DVDs for Christmas, so I literally ordered them from Amazon and arranged, I, I then sent him a text, I said, I've ordered the stuff, and, um, you'll have to wrap it yourself, so I've just, so I've sent it to him, he said, "All oh, right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll because I can't be bothered, why should I bother, I mean, I could have had gift wrapping, but I don't know what, what it looks like when they do, when they do gift wrapping, so I've said to him, I said, it's on the way down there, there's a box set of LA Law, and a box set of something, something bad, I don't know, I can't remember what it was now, and, bad, break, is it breaking bad? I don't know. I've never heard of it. What is it? Is it a spoof thing? Breaking Bad. Oh, it is a proper programme, is it? Oh, right. Oh, I've never heard of it before. In fact, I, I was I was quite surprised when he sort of told me about it, because I didn't know. Wait a minute, I can tell you now. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad. Any, so i just got a box set of that. It's very good, is it? Oh, right. Well, anyway, he's he's got that arriving for Christmas, and I just sent him a thing saying, it's on the way, you'll have to wrap it yourself and then put it under the tree. Then you have to express surprise when he opens it on Christmas morning. Oh, look! Breaking I come an LA Law series one, two and three. <laughs> uh eight for eight five oh. Random question, Steve. How old were you when you stopped having an advent calendar? I never had an advent calendar. We were we were too poor to have advent calendars. We used to we used to peer through the neighbour's window so we could see their advent calendar, but I, I never had an advent calendar. I don't know why we didn't have one. We didn't have any room for it, I suppose. We had a tea towel, which we hung up in the kitchen, a Christmas tea towel, which had like a plastic thing at the top and the bottom and a piece of string. You could hang your tea towel up. In the days when people used tea... Nobody uses tea towels anymore. It's very unhygienic to use tea towels. So people don't do them, because it, you, you wipe all the germs off, and, and then it sits there, holding all the germs, which you then transfer to something else. So the best way is a, is a plate rack. You put all the plates in and you let them drip naturally. So I haven't used a tea towel for about 40 years, but Advent calendars, and am bypassed us. I used to look at them longingly in the shop, thinking, one day we'll be rich enough to have an Advent calendar. And it, it never happened, I'm afraid. I never never got an Advent calendar. Getting a new crown today, though, so that's, that's, kind of, that's sort of part for the course, isn't it, really? Quarter to six.
0: LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen
1: morning, everybody. I was going to say it's 11 minutes to 6. It is 11 minutes to 6, but very shortly it'll be 10 to 6. In which case, run, run, get the train, get the train. So so today, the exciting thing is at home, at 6.15, we get six members of the Harlequins rugby team coming round to sing Christmas carols for us. Because my neighbour Lynn won them in a competition. I don't know how many carols they're doing. I wasn't even aware that rugby players can sing carols. But I shall be there and I shall record it for posterity. And I shall post it on Twitter later if I remember. I might be so carried away with the whole moment. So she entered the competition because she's a member of Harlequins fan club or whatever. I don't know. And so that six, six burly rugby players are going to come around and sing under our tr- Christmas tree or round it or I mean it's, gonna, it's probably going to be horrendous. But they're going to film it and put it somewhere. So I don't, I don't, it's all a bit exciting, really. We're not really prepared for this. I shall have to tell Stuart in the fish shop you will be very excited at 6.15, fifteen. will have some people singing for us, which is lovely. Apparently, being fit is no help if you're fat. I thought I'd chuck that one in now. Scientists say healthy obesity does not exist. So you've got to be... You can't go, oh, I'm fat, but don't worry, because I go to the gym every day and I'm really fit. No, you're not. Not according to the scientists. Being fit is no help if you're fat as well. So there's no such thing as being fat and healthy. I suppose it depends there are various degrees of fatness are there not I mean I I probably fit into the you know I mean I'm not particularly... I've got a bit of a tummy <coughs> but the rest of me's not big at all you know I'm just normal size I think full head of hair and uh, <coughs> in my dreams of course so I'm I'm tempted to do this actually they they this fatten fit myth they uh, they in Boulder, a survey of 61,000 people, just to find out if they were fit and fat. And they were certainly fat, but they weren't fit at all. Because if you're, if you're very much overweight, strain on your heart, there's all sorts of problems. You know, if, if, if you find yourself taking the lift when it's only one, one floor, if you find yourself getting the car out because the post office is more than a mile away, you're not very fit. You should be sort of, you should be walking. I mean, I'm, I, I can't preach to you because I'm that, I'm that person. I'm the person who walks in this building. I do walk up the stairs at the front, because I can't get in any other way. Because I can't get to the lift, because they're not turned on from downstairs. You can pick them up at the first floor. So I come in, and I, I walk through the door, and then I get the lift to go one, two floors up. Whereas I should really walk. But I don't. And that's why I'm slightly plump. Which is a bit of a problem, actually. It doesn't matter, because I, I compensate by eating fruit. And I've got one of these things here, this, um, what do we call this thing again? What's this thing called? It's not star fruit. Dragon fruit. And so I'm I'm convincing myself that it's healthy for me. It looks like you're eating dead insects in the middle of it. It looks a little bit like a kiwi kind of thing. And I'm convincing myself that by eating that, that's healthy. I mean, I don't know if it is healthy. I've got no idea what, it, what its composite makeup is, but it, it's just fascinating quite fascinating. I went into a garden center yesterday I was trying to find these net lights and it's a garden center out at Staines called Kno cuts and they 've got an animal section they do guinea pigs and little caged birds and things like that and I, I quite like birds in a cage the uh, The Chinese take them out they have social gatherings if you remember from the Michael Palin program where people go and sit in parks they hang their birds in the cages in the trees and the birds talk to each other. It's a bit, of a bit of a social get-together kind of thing. But they had in there a corn snake. Well, I don't like snakes at all. I'm sorry, I've just got this thing. Every time a snake sees me, I'm sure they, they go, you're scared of us, aren't you? And they're quite right, because I am. And this little corn snake was £60. But, I mean, I, I couldn't ever take a snake. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I wouldn't even know what you feed the blooming things on. I remember seeing that dreadful YouTube video of somebody with a, a snake, and they put a a mouse in there. And it's a live mouse. It's awful. It's so dreadful. I mean, I understand that you have to feed these things, but oh, dear. And the snake, the, the mouse sort of goes in and the snake looks at it because it, obviously it senses the heat, isn't it? It's the heat path. And and then, you know, the mouse, it is a goner, as they say. It's the most awful thing. And so I looked at this snake yesterday. It was only small. But I then thought, there's no way under God's earth I could ever keep a snake. I'm afraid I know we've got various listeners who keep snakes, but uh, not for me, I'm afraid. Not for me. On the subject of uh, Ray Winston, says Ken, in his early television career, he played an amateur boxer who was a member of a South London family. His father was played by Peter Vaughan, grouty from Porridge. One of Ray Winston's brothers in the series was Larry Lamb in his pre-LBC days i stood next to Larry Lamb. He wore shorts in the office a short while ago. I'm sure it was quite... It was a cold day. I remember thinking, it's a cold day and he's wearing shorts. But uh, he's doing very well. Uh, 84850. Phil says, due to the problems with the RBS payments yesterday, do you think I could use it as an excuse for not buying presents this Christmas? Yes, apparently they were being refused, weren't they? The cards, NatWest cards in the supermarkets. It was a glitch. It's been sorted, as far as I know now. So you shouldn't have any more problems. But can you imagine... If you weren't aware that there was a problem and you go into a place and you've got all your groceries and you hand over your card and they go, sorry, it's been declined. You go, oh. The first thing you would think is, has somebody drained my bank account? The second thing is, how embarrassing. It's the embarrassment, isn't it, of standing there and the girl saying, sir, computer's saying, no, I'm afraid. You're not allowed to, uh, you know, you've been declined. What? I've never been, I've got an overdraft facility. I can't be declined. It's not possible. Because we we do check the account daily just to make sure there's no activity on it. But can you imagine the humiliation yesterday? I don't know if they're offering compensation as a a bank. I suppose there's not much you can do about a computer glitches. The commiserations to uh, Jilly Cooper. Last night was mourning the loss of her husband, Leo, who died aged 79 following a long battle with Parkinson's disease. They were married for 52 years. 52 years. 79. He was a publisher of military books. He was diagnosed in 2001. Uh, she's looked after him since then. She refused to put him into a home. And uh, she continued to write novels, only to pay Leo's medical bills. They became an item after the collapse of Leo's first marriage. And they later adopted two children. Felix, who's a property developer, and Emily, who's a makeup artist. The marriage was famously happy and survived Leo's affair in the 90s, which Jilly described as cataclysmic. I like Jilly Cooper. She was, always, she was always jolly hockey sticks, as far well as I was concerned. And also one of the very few people who had the manners and the decency that if you interviewed her, she would send you a little note afterwards on headed paper saying, thank you so much for the interview the other day. I mean, that's, you know, the attention to detail was absolutely phenomenal. So our commiserations to her on the loss of uh, Leo uh, following this, this long battle with Parkinson's disease. Uh, weather? No, you don't want to know. You already know the weather for today. No snow forecast as yet. Uh, one here. It says, uh, thank you for lighting up my mornings. I don't know, what it'd be like to get up every morning and not having you on the radio? Well, sort of, kind of, well, you take, take the batteries out of the radio and see what it sounds like. Probably nothing. It'll, it'll be very quiet. Very, very quiet indeed. And you would miss LBC especially this morning. I think it's going to be quite controversial. What with Boris coming in on Nick Ferrari's programme and uh, Nick doing what seems like a whole programme on homosexuality. I, for one, will be glued to this one because he's going to be talking... In the light of... In just in case you've missed Tom Daly's coming out, I did love the uh, the tweet from Stephen Fry, who said, I opened up one of the doors on my advent calendar and out came Tom Daly. But uh, everybody everybody's said, well done to him. People have said it's very brave. Lots of celebrities have shown their sport. Gary Lineker's jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, God, honestly. I don't know why. I've got no idea what he's got to do with it, but there you go. And so they'll... Because it turns out that Tom Daly's grandparents weren't exactly thrilled with it. And I suppose they might... They, they actually don't understand it. They don't understand it. So that's, you know... And I don't think people need to know the ins and outs. All they need to know is, you know, he's happy, he's in a relationship. They're They're, they're supporting him. But they're confused, and that must be the way for a lot of people. You know, one one minute, uh, I remember a friend of mine who was who was gay. Well, he is gay, and <laughs> he was gay. Made it sound like it was a sort of temporary kind of thing. And his parents kicked him out when he was fifteen. Once they found out he was gay, they they actually kicked him out because I suppose you do get people like that who are uh, not very tolerant of other people's sexuality. Because Tom Daly is very successful at what he does, and people like him. It didn't really come as any surprise. Why, why it should be surprising, people, I don't know. But his grandparents were surprised. They were surprised because they obviously didn't, uh, didn't see that one coming, did they? I'm so grateful that Richard Littlejohn didn't have a chance. You can just imagine the bile that would come out of Richard Littlejohn's mouth about somebody gay. God, I mean, the man's got... He's so homophobic, it's dreadful. And I was reading the column, I was, I was guessing with a friend of mine how long it would be before somebody writes something horrible about Tom Daly, one of the columnists. But he's such a nice person, I'm hoping it's not going to happen. It would be nice to think, wouldn't it? It would be nice to think. Listen, if you just joined us, it's LBC ninety-seven point three, and uh, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Your thoughts, Steve? Says Jim regarding Amazon proposing the use of drones in America within thirty minutes of the order being placed. Well, it'll never happen. It will never ever happen in a million years. They, they, they've said within five years they uh, hope that it will be it will be happening. Oh. Personally don't see it. Personally don't see it. News at six though is coming up next on LBC ninety seven point three. More of your texts and emails. We weave them all into the programme between now and six thirty. And if you go to the LBC website, learn about podcasting, we have a free podcast for you up before seven, and then the remainder of the programme, minus the ads and the travel and all the other bits, will be available at around about the same time. But it's news, which is next. <laughs>
0: LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen.
1: (laughs) Five past six. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Tuesday morning in London town. Ever near a Christmas. Ever near a Christmas. Fantastic. Can't wait. Actually, this year, really good. I should be here on Christmas Day. Not here on Boxing Day. Not here on Boxing Day. I've got a day off on Boxing Day. Very rare. Very rare. I don't think I've ever had a boxing day. I don't know what to do with it. I know what I'm doing with it. I'm spending it with loads of people. In fact, uh, it's going to be quite a... Not a boozy Christmas. I don't do boozy Christmases. Everybody thinks that, you know, if if you're broadcasting, then you you go for boozy things. And and I don't. I absolutely don't. I hardly drink anything over Christmas. It takes some persuading to get me to have an alcoholic drink. Because I'm always driving. So I don't drink and drive. And I don't... I don't actually uh, feel the need to drink. I can drink alcohol any time I want. So when I go home after Christmas, I might drink then. So there would be a lot of driving, a lot of backwards and forwards. But at least we've got the presents sorted out. Duncan's terribly impressed. Duncan Barks terribly impressed by the fact that I've got the presents sorted out. I'm only minus three 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 presents. Three presents. Uh, which I th- I've got the, the producers had his present. And uh, that's, that's done and dusted. Because frankly, once you bought somebody something, <laughs> done away with it. And he's going away anyway soon, so it doesn't really make any difference. And then there's another bit of his present to come. That'll be the lighter fluid and the matches, uh, which is good. And so do that. And then chocolates for other people. Just champagne and chocolates for people, isn't it, really? It's the kind of thing people want. I remember one year I bought one of my, one of my producers. She got, um... She got, um... I can't remember what she got now. It was an Apple thing that you downloaded songs to. Look, an iPod. She got an iPod for Christmas. <laughs> Must have been mad. The guys were particularly flush that year. Because you don't know what, what what to spend on people, do you? I don't I don't know what, what to spend on people. I've got no idea. I suppose it, it depends really how much work you think they've actually done for you over the years, people you work with. So on second thoughts, you're not getting the petrol and the uh, and the matches. I'm taking them back. You can have a Toblerone instead. Giant Toblerone. White chocolate. Oh you like the white chocolate Toblerone? All right, obviously, easy solved. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to find out what the godchildren want now. Because you feel a bit daft, don't you? Saying, can we let us have the Christmas list? Can you please let me know what you want for Christmas? Because I might need to order it. And I want to make sure I get the right thing. I don't want to get the wrong thing. So for my oldest goddaughter, it's money. Because she's running a car and she wants to put petrol in it. And so my brother's girl sorted out. His girlfriend sorted out. My brother... He's got the DVDs and he gets cash, so that's okay. And my goddaughter, she'll have cash. And then we've just got to sort out Nathan and Danielle. I don't know what, what dickens they want. I'll find out this weekend. And they'll say the same to me. They'll say, what do you want for Christmas? And I don't want anything. I can't think of anything for Christmas. You know, I mean, I've got my DVDs. I've got everything. A million pounds would be nice, you know, if you know anybody with a spare million pounds. Uh, we've got a corn snake. It says, Colette, is a baby. <laughs> It makes me cringe even thinking about it. I couldn't do the jungle. I'd be too frightened about that, I'm afraid. Uh, we put him in a three-foot vivarium. And um, it, when he was little, he was he was seven feet long, solid muscle. And uh, he, would used to, he used to open doors. We used to buy frozen mice. Oh, oh God, I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> uh, and Wendy says it's against the law to feed live animals to pet snakes. Yeah, well, th- this, was on, this was on YouTube. Probably still up there, I should imagine, actually. Uh, and William Bromley says, I ate a whole chocolate orange the other day. It was part of my five-a-day. <laughs> I think it's not. I think it's not. Kevin the Milkman, on the subject of drones to deliver parcels, he said, gulp, is my job safe? Could they get drones to deliver milk? No drone could float. Flirt. Float. Flirt like a real milkman. And would a drone look as good in shorts and white socks? I think not. No, Harry says he hasn't come out. He fancies girls as well. Well, that's what he says. That's what he says. I think he's gay. I think he's gay. I mean, unless he's going to come out as bisexual, but he didn't come out as bisexual. He said, I like girls, but then, you know, like means a different thing, doesn't it, really? As opposed to, I like going out with girls. He didn't say that. He said, I like girls, but the person I'm in love with is a bloke. Now, whether or not it's another Olympic swimmer, I don't know. There was a rumour some time ago. But I promise you, by this weekend, there will be a photograph. There will be a photograph of Tom Daly and his current partner in the papers this weekend, if not before the weekend. Because I tell you, the newspaper editors will be going, you've got to get a picture. We need to know who he's going out with. Hopefully it's not another good-looking person. I could cope with that two good-looking people in a relationship. It's just too depressing, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. Steve, on your day off, i.e. Boxing Day, does your body clock still wake you up at 2am? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. It, it depends on what time I go to bed. I can. I mean, I'm so used to doing it now. I can, I can work it out quite well. And on Christmas Day, I shall be in here from 7 till 10. Go home. Load up the car. Load up. I've got five presents to take down and uh, go down, have Christmas lunch and then leave in the early evening, come back get a nice night's sleep and then on the boxing day drive down to Essex hopefully no snow I I don't mind snow coming out and coming down just not when I'm driving the car, thank you very much I did one Christmas drive down, I can't remember which day it was I drove back in blinding snow and I remember thinking, oh I don't like this you know when you can sometimes feel the wheels of the car moving a little bit more, a little bit slippy slidey so uh, I didn't didn't like that idea, so I'm hoping that we won't have any any snow over Christmas. Well <laughs> not not just yet anyway. Not just after Christmas, fine. Corn snakes are harmless, says Paul. They won't bite you. Oh I d I couldn't care less. It's just the fact that it looked at me and I thought, it's going to break out of the cage and eat me. It's just going to it's like that Harry Potter thing, where the big fat kid falls in. Which is good. He says you buy frozen mice from the pet shop for them and defrosters needed. Oh, uh. Oh, perish the thought, I'm afraid. He says, maybe one or two times a week. A friend used to have a pet snake they inherited. You just want to make sure they aren't sizing you up as dinner. Oh, a friend of mine used to walk around the Hippodrome, Kevin, with a snake around his neck. A big, a big python. Because you can take them round discos because they're deaf. So it didn't make, you know, the flashing lights in the north didn't make any difference to the snake. And he would walk around and people would touch it. Oh, this thing was about as big as your leg. Oh, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I really, I really didn't like it at all, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm still a bit scared of things like that. Uh, 84850, oh, Steve at uh, LBC... No, David, definitely not, not true on that one, on who Tom Daly's having an affair with. Um, although, to be quite honest, I wouldn't rule it out completely. But no, I think it's an Olympian. I think it's another swimmer. I know that his autobiographer has said in the paper today that he was constantly being phoned up by journalists saying, is it true Tom's having an affair with another Olympic swimmer? And I'm assuming if those are the people he mixes with all the times, it could be. But on the other hand, he's got other friends outside of the business. Who knows? Who knows? We, we could all be surprised. It's not me. Just in case. Uh, so he's braving uh, Oxford Street today. Poor, poor David. Uh, to get some last-minute Christmas presents. No doubt we'll stop off at Joe Malone. And a candle would find its way into being wrapped. Tea at the Langham with a, a friend. And off to Winter Wonderland. Blimey. The tea, tea at the Langham. We did. That was lovely. We did tea at the Langham. That's very nice indeed. Very, very nice. And, uh, and I noticed that Leandro Penner has signed up for Tom Daly's Splash. Yeah, that was announced some time ago, wasn't it? That uh, Leandro, who um, was Katie Price's little other half for a while, and by God, he was so lucky to have got out of that relationship. She was vile. And so he's signed up for Splash. He's disappeared now, hasn't he? I don't know whether or not he's still in this country, whether he makes money here, whether he doesn't make money here. But he's doing Splash. I think there's a couple of... I think there's somebody else doing it. Is it Claire Nazir's doing it? Isn't that the one who lost a lot of weight? And so she's a, a weather girl, so she does it. Great Christmas shop, World's End Garden Centre in Aylesbury, says Tony. I love all the I love all the Christmas shops at all the garden centres. I mean, I, I can spend a lot of time wandering around there and enjoying. And enjoying. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And I should keep my eye on if you're on local TV tonight, says John. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he's going along. I don't know if they the uh, this is the the singing rugby players that we're having at 6.15 this evening. Six of them going to come around and stand in our hall and sing Christmas carols. I don't know if they're actually going to sing Christmas carols. I don't know if rugby players. Well, they do sing rugby players, don't they? they? They do sing. But whether or not the rugby players sing, I'm really not sure. Uh, David says, well done to Tom Daly for coming out. Not that his private life is any business of anybody else's. As a gay man myself, I wish him a long and happy life. And as for that little John bloke, I can hardly bring myself to mention his name. He should take a long, hard look at himself in the mirror before he starts casting aspersions at other people. If anyone has a problem, it's him, but he's too bigoted to realise it. Oh, God, he'll think of any excuse to weave in gay, won't he? I think he's slightly obsessed with it, actually. Slightly obsessed, but he hasn't written about it in his column today. I think because this news broke yesterday, and I'm assuming his column perhaps was written uh, a little while ago. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Sue says, um, we once owned more than 100 snakes. Corn snake. Oh, no. Frightening the life out of me. If one came in here now, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd, be, on, I'd be the first one up on the table. Terrified of things like that. Quarter past six.
0: LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen.
1: Morning, everybody. Uh, 21 minutes past six. Nick Ferrari uh, this morning is going to be talking about Tom Daly, who has admitted in an interview that not all his family are happy he's in a gay relationship. It's the it's the it's the finding out, isn't it? It's you know some parents react differently to it. Uh, they'll be talking to uh, Jackie Briggs. Both of her children are gay. Her son and daughter are gay. Uh, and then they'll be talking to Nigel Curry, director of a sports marketing agency, Brand uh, Rapport, on whether or not it will damage Tom Je- Tom Daly. And I said I didn't think it would in the slightest. I can't see anybody pulling out of any sponsorship of Tom Daly because he's come out as uh, as being in a relationship with a man. Well, he's in a relationship with a man at the moment. Next week could be a woman. Who knows? It's just finding out who it is. And then uh, they'll be talking to Anstey Spraggon. That's Lucy Spraggon's mother. And uh, Lucy was an X Factor contestant. And she came out at the age of 14. At the age of 14. So it's going to be... Sue Allen will be there. And uh, she went through a grieving process when her daughter told her that she was gay. And I can imagine for some parents, depending on what sort of background you come from, it could be quite shocking, couldn't it? You, you know, some parents, they say, we didn't, you know, we didn't see that one coming or we didn't know. And I thought, well, you really don't know your child that well because there's obviously signs. You know, you must, you must spot certain signs. I don't know. Sometimes you can see it in, in sort of young people, can't you? Uh, 84850. Sheila says, I went uh, on a date with a guy at the end of the evening and wanted to come back and see a snake. Do you not go down that route? Definitely not. Uh, Dave says, would you be going in the jungle next year? Nothing on earth. Nothing on earth. would No amount of money would ever tempt me in the jungle. And don't say, with over the million pounds. Not even a million pounds would get me into the jungle. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, 84850, oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, <laughs> Russ says, we've now found the list of the 2012 Olympic swimmers. Me and the other half are now placing bets on who is young Tom's partner. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, I mean, put it away. I don't think you'll have to wait too long. I think it'll be in the in the uh, in the papers, I should imagine, by the weekend. I'd be very surprised if it isn't. But it just depends on whether the other the other person might not be out. Kevin the Milkman says, "Can I say a massive thank you to my fairy godmother who had a spare ticket I could buy, so I will be there on the twenty seventh. After all, woo! There you go. Not shorts, please, not shorts." Please not shorts. I don't like people wearing shorts. I get I get slightly worried about shorts. At the best of times, I'm afraid. Uh, other stories in the paper. Let's quickly run through the, uh, the front pages. It's Tom Daly. Tom, in fact, Tom Daly makes the front of most of the papers. He says, "I'm very happy. I've come out," but he hasn't actually come out, has he? I think you have to watch the thing. He he doesn't he doesn't use the word gay at all. He doesn't say I'm gay. He says I'm out. I'm in a relationship with a man. Now, whether or not that's just at the moment, he said, because I still like women. But yet, front page of the paper, I'm so happy I've come out. So that's good. I mean, everybody praising him. There's just a few internet trolls, but nobody, as I say, cares about them at all. Daily Star, Tom Daly, I'm in love with a man. So tell us something new. Uh, the, uh, the scrounging woman who uh, gets £26,000. She's got eight children. No husband. He's, uh, he's toddled off, presumably, with somebody else. And so you've got to pick up the bill. Although, why? I can't imagine. Eight inches on the way of snow. And they say Thursday. Although, we've we've checked the long-range weather forecast. We don't see this one at all. Tom, I'm in love with a guy. As everybody said, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. And uh, also, he was inspired to come out as gay by ex-S Club Juniors idol, Aaron Renfrey. I've never heard of it. (laughs) I don't know what the S Club... S Club Junior presumably, the junior version of S Club we are touring as S Club 3 at the moment. Can't think of anything more ghastly, can you? Uh, Leila Morse has gone, Big Mo, out of the jungle, mainly because nobody knew she was there, because she didn't, didn't kind of feature in it, which was a bit of a shame. And uh, Georgia Benson has stunned her mum and twin sister Jasmine by insisting, I'm a boy. Georgia Benson is six years old and uh, now dresses as a boy, wants to be called George... And, uh, people are, you know, the the mum is fighting the bigots. I don't know why people take it on themselves to get concerned about somebody else's children. I've got no idea. Uh, Daily Express this morning. Actress Sally Farmlow. I won't give up the cancer fight. And she shouldn't. She absolutely shouldn't. She's not very well at the moment. So we send our best wishes to her. Lovely picture on the front. But it's not a a nice thing that people go through. Uh, Beckham and his boys helping bring back the quiff. I'll just reiterate what I said yesterday about Beckham and his boys. They look so American. So, American, um, doing a good deed for the day apparently is a thing of the past. I like to do one good thing a day. You know, something, you like to do something nice, not for you, not for you, but uh, if you do something nice for that, makes you feel good inside. I gave you some, I gave you some fruit the other day, I thought that was a nice thing to do. You know, I know you didn't look at it as an act of kindness, because, you know, just take, 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 isn't it? Really? Give me more, give me more, give me money, give me this, give me chocolate biscuits, give me everything. Please, sir, I want some more. We're not having it. Tom Daly, front of the Times, revealing he's in a relationship with a man which made him so happy, so safe. So that's good. And, and a great picture of him on The Independent. Why Olympic diver and new gay icon, Tom Daly's an inspiration. So it's all positive, it's all positive stuff, so I'm, I'm pleased about that. Does he make the front of the... Uh... Yes, he makes the front. No, he doesn't make the front of uh, Metro. Presumably, i have to go inside to find out stories of Tom Depp. They're all talking about these drones. Never happen in your lifetime. Certainly won't be happening in my lifetime. Uh, just about it for this morning. We have no more time. We have to, we have to away... We have to away and uh, say thank you very much indeed for your your time this morning. If you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, then there's all the details about the podcasting. There's also the details of the app, which if you download it, when we download something, it will, it will download immediately to your phone. There's none of this sort of hanging around. The moment we publish it, I think that's what the term is, uh, is the moment that you get it on your telephone. So you can never be without... The show, it's always available to you, 24 hours a day. And then we have the remainder of the show goes up later after the producer's edited out the uh, the travel and the ads and everything else. You just get the programme. But we have a free podcast for you up in about, about 20 minutes' time. And then the other podcast goes up a little bit later on. So uh, thank you for your card. Thank you for the Christmas cards, which are, which are trickling in at the moment, albeit a bit slowly, but it doesn't matter. We're only in the uh, beginning of the month. And uh, I wish you well with the uh, no snow, we hope. Don't want any snow just yet. I don't mind a little bit coming down over Christmas. Just a light dusting, just to make London look, look pretty again. And if you're going out, go out early. My advice is, hit the places early or failing. Like, do everything online. Make it so much easier. Nick and the team with you. It's, uh, it's Boris taking your calls today with Nick Ferrari just after the news at 7. Nick will be starting and looking at uh, all those ramifications of, of Tom Daly. So, uh, enjoy your day. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at 4. Next, The Morning News with Lisa Raziz.